Hello, beautiful people. It is holy shit. We have a video game Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. This show begins now. Football. That right, football is back just a couple days away from the NFL season officially kicking off. College football had a great weekend this past weekend and tomorrow night there's colossal games. We are all the way into the middle of football season and it is it is a beautiful thing. Now, what is the news stories from today around the NFL? Well, mostly it's going to be roster transaction. Who gets signed? Who gets cut? Who's on the move? Who's never playing football again? That is what today will be like when it comes to the NFL world. But also, there will be some storylines that start to cook, we assume, as the day will roll on. Huge day today. We have Antoine Winfield Jr. joining us in about 12 minutes on Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Can't wait to chat with him. Yeah. He, he went to Minnesota. He sure That's did. Right. He was a fucking yeah. guy. Yeah. Then he goes to Tampa, wins the Super Bowl his rookie year while playing and playing meaningful minutes. Everybody says he's like a 40-year-old. Can't wait to chat with him. Uh, then we'll do Feel the Beat in the second hour. Ooh, okay. Sheena Quick of the Panthers update. David Lombardi with the 49ers. And Vic Tafer of the Raiders will join us. Can't wait for that conversation. And then in the fourth hour, 3.05 Eastern, we'll talk to a man named Dave Feldman. Hell oh, yeah. Feldman. Dave Feldman, Senior Vice President in Marketing of Marketing for Dapper Labs. Of course. Dapper Labs is the tech company behind the NFL all-day NFT drops. A new one coming tomorrow, I guess. They're also behind, I think, the NBA, the MLB, and many other companies. So Dapper Labs kind of has a stranglehold on the uh, NFT Major League game. Nice. I assume that's because they're very good at it. I have a lot of questions when this was mentioned to us last week. Remember, we sounded like a bunch of doofuses. So much so that their entire community started to bake us and cook us. Well, you know, not a good person to have against you. Okay, if I if I any of my research going into this NFT world is accurate, me and this thing are not a good thing to have against you. So maybe relax on the idiots conversation. We are. We hope to learn more today, and hopefully we'll be able to add to the community. Absolutely, ain't what that right? Say? Yeah, uh-huh. of course. How's sure. the point that we want to add into it? We want to get into the modern maybe. world. Yeah. I mean, now to be clear, when I got money for the first time, and everybody says, "Hey, when you get money, you got to invest money. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do that." Uh, it was one year removed from the big crash, oh, and I yeah. the only people I met that had any money, they said they've lost all their money in investing. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> at all. I am not in stocks. Fair. I do not have a diverse portfolio. I have straight fucking cash, <laughs> homie, and a company. So this NFT world and Bitcoin world and all this shit, it is not you know, a new genre of shit me not understanding or getting involved in. But these NFTs, especially with the NFL getting involved, I would like to know what it is. Absolutely. Because there's some magical moments in my career mm-hmm. and in my friends' careers that I wouldn't mind saving, keeping, investing, flipping, maybe what? doing that, if it makes sense. And Dave Feldman is allegedly going to be explaining to us why we need to get into the game and why everybody else needs to get into the game. Here we go, Dave. Right, Dave. Excited for it. Speaking of in the game, at Toxic Table is here, at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. We should make that account by the way i just said it what's that i yeah. said at toxic tables here it's already gone somebody just took it <laughs> it's been gone it's gone uh, yeah. all right get toxic table 1002 or something yep. you and got it. that'll be potentially you guys at tone Diggs is here one half of the hammer cowboys back again in stew host of the man to man podcast and a man that'll be joining us every single week this upcoming nfl season on wednesdays and thursdays breaking down film making our show more magical ladies and gentlemen at darius j butler hey d butt has a rather large uh, announcement to make today as well really? we'll do that later in the show because right now it is time to talk about something that not only have 
we've been working on for months and months now. Yeah, long time. That's right. Not only are we ecstatic about yes, it. Yes, very. Super excited. It has been something that's been damn near impossible not to spill into this microphone every single day since we have really learned about what it is that we're going to dive into. Mm -hmm. And our relationship with FanDuel has been an incredible one. Obviously, they have no ownership over this company. They have no guidance over what is allowed to be said in this company. But they are our exclusive sportsbook, and they are great partners with us. We've been able to work together to make a lot of cool things, including what I'm about to announce right meow so last year we started chatting about something called FanDuel face-off it's basically a bunch of games that you can get better at mm -hmm. that you're able to log on to your FanDuel face-off app which is connected to your FanDuel account and have money and literally play skill games against other people for money yep. mm -hmm. now I don't think it's in all 50 states I believe it's only in 32 states which is the fantasy football states you can play the free game in all 50 states but to compete against others in money uh, you had to be in the 32 states that allow fantasy football or whatever I got in there as a game called block trail yep. there's these other puzzle types games sure. there was wheel of fortune Grand on Slam there scrabble. Scrabble. scrabble was on there Grand mm -hmm. Slam champion was on there it was magic it was amazing it I'm not a big video game person, but if I'm able to go in there and put 60 cents down, which is already in my FanDuel account, mm -hmm. and I can win a buck, and I can spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes at night getting the brain bread, uh, better with the block trail and yep. the Wheel of Fortune, really trying it, while also competing for actual little bit of money, not enough to lose and be pissed off about, no. enough to win and be excited about. I thought the FanDuel Faceoff app and the collection and bundle of games was a brilliant concept. We actually gave FanDuel a... Hey, had a baby. Way to go, FanDuel. Had a baby, we said. Yeah. They said thanks for us promoting it because that was not a part of our relationship. We only have to talk about them if we're talking about sports gambling. But they created this FanDuel face-off thing. And we all said, God damn, this is very impressive. So we started promoting it. They saw a little bit of a, more of a spike because people also started experiencing it. Mm -hmm. So they reached out and said, hey, anything you would like to do with this FanDuel face-off thing, any ideas you have, please let us know. So I had an idea immediately. Mm -hmm. There used to be a game where you would take a... Uh, like a piece of paper. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then you would be throwing it into a trash can mm -hmm. in an office, and there was fans, and I believe it was called... Paper toss. Uh, paper toss. Paper yeah. toss. Mm -hmm. It was one of the first games that I've ever played in my life that I actually started playing and playing because I enjoyed it. I have had this concept in my mind that you could very easily do a field goal kicking thing in the same exact fashion because wind is a factor. Sure. Kicking is the same exact mm -hmm. thing as throwing. In a video game, you could potentially do it. So as soon as I talked to the FanDuel face-off people, I said, there has to be a way that we can get a field goal kicking game in this thing. And you could just make it difficult. You can add different objects and you know, adversity, sure. that it's not too easy. It's something that will always be a challenge. I think a field goal kicking game in the same strategy that you guys have this FanDuel face-off uh, would really do well, would be a lot of fun, and I think you guys can make it very good. So after months and months of testing and building, we are here to announce that Pat McAfee's field goal face-off is officially live, launched, Hell and yeah. in the FanDuel face-off app right the fuck now. Adam yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very proud of this. Very proud of this. Should be. This is a game, and everybody knows my story. I did not grow up playing video games. I did not have the attention span to play enough video games. I was up and out of the house all the time. I was on the road for soccer and other things all the time. So I didn't get the gene that my brother had and that many other kids had to be able to play a video game and just sit there and enjoy it. I would watch other people play. I'd, I'd be entertained by it. I would talk shit. I'd do the whole thing. But the actual action, not really something for me. As phone games got better and better, 
and better. And my traveling got longer and more and more. I started diving into some shit on my phone. I think we have created a phone game that people are going to be able to enjoy for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Whether it's passing time, whether it's in the middle of halftime for a game, if you're bored at work, if you're watching this show, whenever I think you can play this, taking a shit, great game. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Maybe, the, maybe one of the best take a shit games mm -hmm. that has ever happened. Absolutely. Because each round you can win is short enough that your feet don't fall asleep. So it's not like you're just hanging out, right. losing feeling in your feet while you're sh you're taking a shit. Exactly. Let's go ahead and showcase what this game is here. It is plugged into Ty Schmidt's phone. Ty has been playing for a few weeks now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Ty's phone is as such. Boop. Okay. Good so phone. here's Ty's phone. Now he has a C-key cap right down there. It looks very good. He goes into his FanDuel folder. And what you'll have to do is you'll have to download the FanDuel Face-Off app. Uh, Ty, click on which one there is the FanDuel Face-Off app. It's right in the middle. It's white-colored. You'll see it when you search for it in iOS systems yes. uh, on, in the App Store. You will go in. Here's all these other games we're chatting about that are available. This will directly connect to your FanDuel account. So the amount of money that you have there is also in your FanDuel Face-Off account. So you don't have to re-sign up. Up, you just have to have a FanDuel account already. Uh, the Grand Slam Champions a great game. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune, great game. Block Trail. Oh, yeah. Every night, I'm on the Block Trail, mm -hmm. keeping the, the mind tight. Scrabble's okay. I well, love Scrabble Cubes. So you read a lot Tough. of books. I have not. It's awesome. I, I, that is not really my thing. Puzzle Pyramid's a good time. It's about matching things in a timely Ooh. fashion. It's a pattern game. It's not bad. But we are right fucking here field goal face off you go ahead and click on that you get this is now where you will find out which style of game you'd like to play there's obviously the free option that is available in all 50 states then there's a 60 cent game that you'll you'll win a dollar five you'll be taking on somebody else obviously there's a three dollar game there's a twelve dollar game it goes up and up at some point there will be random tourneys that'll be up here that you'll be able to enter for like five dollar enter into mm -hmm. a big bundle and for the first week we are giving away $20,000 in prizes wow. to those who can record a high score. Highest score in a paid game. So I, there has to be something on the line. Of course. Because field goal kicking involves having a little bit of pressure. So to get into the opportunity to win the $10,000 cash to the highest score, and then $100 to the next 100 highest scores, $100 in Vandal Faceoff goes a long way, yep. let alone $10,000. You have to play a paid game. So Ty Schmidt will click on the 60-cent game there on Play Now. I think you see it getting darker than everywhere else. And we didn't connect. Hold on. Oh no. I mean, this shouldn't oh, be it. Hold no. on. Oh no. Free one might work. Close out the app. Close yep. out the app and get back in. It also might be crashing. Yes. Because there's already a lot of people on there playing. I do have my location oh, services turned on because I was just playing it. Uh, go to the base. Yep. Boom. Wait. Duh. Go oh, to the practice round. Okay. Go to a beta one. We'll showcase you because ties isn't working for whatever. Literal worst case scenario. Yeah, that was it. That was it right there. Worst case scenario. I thought about that before. I, I, I did not think about oh. that. You thought about it potentially not working when he was just playing 10 seconds ago? Yeah, Strictly no. because I have had a lot of location problems with uh, FanDuel. Here we go. Okay, here we go. We're up in it. Okay, here okay. we go. So here's the opening of the game. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, that's... That looks just like you. Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. The glove. Got the ball right there, too. The watch on. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
full scan of my head. Yeah. We can release those photos now. It was quite a scene. Mm-hmm. They, there was this dude who had this wand that came to the office, and he had this bright LED light mm-hmm. on my whole head. Whole head. And this guy had this wand, and he was just like going around me like this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so this is how like deep fakes. This yeah, is, yeah, sure. This, this is, is how it goes. Mm-hmm. It was very quick process to get me to look exactly like this motherfucker in here. Took probably on our end. 10 minutes? Yeah, wow. quick. Yeah, not a, yeah. Now, I don't know what they did on the back end. Obviously, building the app takes a long time, the amount of coding and everything. But yeah, they could just pick my big dumb face up and put it on a fucking body on the internet. Like, Unbelievable. It was very, very quick. I do believe the large nose, jaw, and dome as a whole helped out in the quickness of mm-hmm. it because it was as if they were taking a picture of a goddamn photo frame there. But we are very thankful for it. Now you hit start, and now you're going to be diving into the game here, okay? There's me holding for you. Okay, I'm one of the greatest holders in the history of the NFL, you can go and look at stats and percentages of made kits. I also enjoy seeing other people shine. You'll pull it back just like you're golfing or just like a shooting game with your thumb. The wind in the top right corner is something you will have to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And as you get rolling, the more kicks you make in a row, the more money and the higher the score gets generated. There's obviously things you'd like to hit. There's a lack of a fan lower left. There's a golden ball there, top left, in which you can put in if you're going to miss and make. The game has so many different pieces to it. We're incredibly proud. And then that's a miss, obviously. Mm -hmm. That's a terrible kick. Not a good ball. Oh, no. Oh, hang on. Lights are on. Made it. Made it. No, I actually told him. 60? Listen, Ty could go put a 20,000 piece on this if he wanted to right now. Uh, Ty and none of the boys at the office are up for any of the prizes, especially the week one prize. Um, so there's a reason Doink. they've been playing for three weeks. Yeah. There will be up uh, up and coming contests with this, though, next year or next week or maybe the week after that that you'll have to beat or try to beat the highest score of the office, and there'll be a lot of money on the line. This is from 80 yards. Oh, nice one. Boom, and he hits the no-win game, but you need wind at this point, don't you? Yeah, you probably want to. When you start getting deep here, you need a little wind at your back. All right, awesome. Anyways, that's the game. It is currently available. We appreciate everybody so much who plays. Once again, the highest score uh, in a paid game, 60-cent game, for the next week uh, will win $10,000. The next 100 highest scores after that will win $100 apiece. You'll compete against each other. Uh, you don't just play for 60, hit a certain score, and then get a dollar, dollar five there. You'll compete against another person that is in the same uh, cash and also same competitive rank it might take a few days for them to figure out like who's good who's not good but you'll be playing against a like like skilled 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 right person or something absolutely and that's all regulated by the way on the Mm -hmm. back end so go in there have a good time and we can't thank the people at fanduel in the game that was uh the company that created the game enough we appreciate the hell out of you you, fanduel face off is the app Field goal face-off is the game. Can't wait to see who wins the 10 grand for the highest score this week. And then next week, we'll give away some shit. And then the week after that, we'll give away some shit. And then the week after that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm very proud of that game. I would like it not to die because a lot of things just die in this office. It won't. That game's sick of it and we move on. Can't have it. Too much fun. I think so, too. Uh, Let's join a conversation now that was supposed to start three minutes ago. Okay. Okay. We apologize to this man for eating into a part of his day because I know he's very busy because this man has been a starter in the NFL since his rookie year. Been a Super Bowl champion since his rookie year. Obviously, dad played in the league. He went to Minnesota. Ladies and gentlemen, safety for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, 
doing? Hey, how are you, man? Good to see you. I'm, yeah, likewise, man. Glad to be here. Hell yeah. NFL career has been going fantastic. I think we talked to you maybe rookie year. I'm not sure. Long ago. You're just like a 90-year-old man now in the <laughs> NFL, Antoine. Hey, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. How are you enjoying life? How is training camp? Obviously, all eyes on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ever since the moment you showed up in that city. Same year that Tom Brady showed up in that city. How's the team feel? New coach? Same vibes? Yeah, same vibes, man. Um, coach Bowles, you know, he was a D coordinator for the past two years. Now our head coach. So it's, um, it's been amazing, man, just to play underneath him. And now he's at that head position, so I'm loving it. 100 degrees down there every day in the morning when you wake up. How's training camp in? Oh, it's been pressure. You know, it's hot every single day, so we're getting good work. But um, training camp has been well so far, man. I'm just really excited to get the season going. You're from Texas originally? Yes, Texas and Minnesota, both of them. Okay, kind of back and forth because when Dad was playing up there, then moved down to Texas whenever he was done? Exactly, yep. So what do you think, Texas, like eighth state high school football-wise in the country? <laughs> ah, no, number one, baby. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, two, two. I give him two. I give him two. Best high school football in Texas. Well, so we got Florida chiming in. Yeah, I give them two. Number two, solid. Man, yeah, two. What about California? They'll probably be after Georgia. Cali, Cali, probably top four. Well, Western well, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is where I'm Pennsylvania. Iowa's tough. Iowa's not even in the conversation. But Florida's one. Ohio's not going to be happy about any of this. But we, Texas, we're saying Texas six seven. I was close. I was close there, Ants. A little bit lower than that. A little bit lower. Than that. <laughs> um, what have you learned? You think uh, you came in rookie year, played great football. Did the game just slow down? Did you start recognizing more? Did you change your study? What do you think you've learned at, and what do you think you've progressed at now that you're getting old? When really you're still in such a fucking infant stage in the NFL, Antoine. Yeah, I would say the game definitely slowed down a lot, and um, you know that just comes from you know experience, getting those uh, plays and reps early on in my career. I feel like that only helped me out. In the long run, um, I'm comfortable now, more comfortable in the scheme, more comfortable in the system. So I feel like they just allow me to go out there and play football now. It's not so much going on, all like new stuff that you get when you first come in. It's just go play football, make plays. Darius, your question for yeah. Antoine. When you come in the NFL, obviously it's the longest season you had, but you had, I mean, the absolute longest going to the Super Bowl, winning it all. Uh, what advice would you give to a young guy coming into the league right now as far as preparing for their first year? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is mental, bro. Um, you know, everybody thinks, like, the game is, like, so big. Like, you're going against these great athletes. You know, everybody's good. But the only thing that takes you above that 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 stage is being able to mentally control what you can control and handle your business. Like, um, you got to come in, put that work in every day. But you got to be mentally tough with these long seasons. You know, it's tough out here. But I would say the mental aspect of the game is probably the biggest component of it. I, if I was to run a team and I was going to be a GM – I would get vets that have been there, done that. I would pay them because, you know, down there in Tampa, the salary cap doesn't mean shit. <laughs> Your contract's about to come up. If Mike Greenberg's still making moves down there, which we assume he will be as a salary cap guru, you can ask for whatever you want. Just want to let you, you can ask for whatever you want. But if I was running a team, I would want vets that have been there, done that, because I don't like the question marks of rookies. Not that you weren't there. And then I would want... You know, second generation, third generation players. I would like to see guys that have seen it, been there, done that. How much did that help you, you think? You know, because you were around it. And did anything blindside you? No, nah, I was pretty much informed. You know, my dad played for 14 years, so I literally grew up watching him play the game. And then it seemed like as soon as he retired, I jumped right into his role and started playing football. So 
it was nothing really pretty much new to me. I always had it at home, so it wasn't anything surprising. How about off the field, though? On the field, obviously, you're going to go through your thing, but, like, handling all that shit you're just talking about mentally, like, do you think you had good preparation going in, or did it did anything kind of blindside you, even though you'd seen and known what your dad's life was like when he was in the league and what it takes to be great? Yeah, no, nothing really surprised me. You know, I got a great support system, um, my parents, my girl, my brothers, and so we think We've pretty much been through it all. My dad had experience that at first, so, you know, I can go to him at any time. If I'm going through a rough patch, you know, we got you through it when you was going through it. And he just gave me a little advice like that. So I was pretty much prepared and got a great supporting team. You any, do you do any hilarious shit to your body yet? You know, your young guys don't really have to get into that yet. But there's – I know Guerrero's around there. We doing pliability. We doing, uh, we doing deep massage. Hey, mm. they do. Oh, yeah. You into all that ever since you were a rookie? And is that because of the dad or just because of the way the world is now? It's because the way the world is now and also have, hearing it from my dad, you know, the best ability is availability. So you got to make sure you take care of your body. So I'm doing all the little things to make sure I'm good to go and healthy to go out there and perform. Is Guerrero just like, is he just put together a meal plan for everybody on the <laughs> team or do you not see him or deal with him much? I'm sure he would, but um, I don't know. He's, he's out here working, though. We see him pretty much every day. That's a weapon, dude. Don't you think? Now, you don't know anything yeah. else. You're fucking young. But that is a <laughs> weapon, Antoine, honestly. No, I'm I'm sure it is. Um, I'm sure other teams don't have guys like that in their build in their building in their building in their facility coming around and getting everybody right. So it's good to have. Go ahead, Darius Butler, Antoine Winfield Jr. Obviously, safety for the Buccaneers. Your question for him, D. Bud. All right, gave one, but I got enough. Yeah, you want me to get another? Yeah, one yeah. Go ahead. No, he ask about the defense down there. How is the D? Tom Brady hey. obviously is going to be tasked with that. <laughs> hey, uh, how's your defense down there in Tampa Bay? Uh, no, Tom Brady gets all the headlines, right? 11 days out. Won't ask you because you are nowhere near in a position to be having to talk about that or have to deal with the after effects of talking about it. So that is not the question I'm going to ask. But the offense is really the conversation, right? Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, all the boys, Tom Brady, anytime he's there, it's going to be a conversation. Now it's the injuries on the offensive line. How does the defense feel now that you have a defensive head coach? Has there been any difference? Is the mindset the same? And how do you feel going into the season with that crew? Yeah, the mindset's been the same. You know, our job is to go out there and, you know, dominate and, and do our thing. Um, you know, we pretty much got the same guys back with some new additions. You know, we got Logan Ryan. We got Keanu Neal, um, two great safeties, uh, vets, and they're very smart. And so, you know, I just use them to my best ability, um, ask them different questions and things and different techniques and things like that. But um, outside of that, I feel like the defense is going to have a great year. Do you think that if I was quarterback uh, at seven on seven against your D, I'd go two thousand yards, ten tuds, or what do we think? <laughs> no, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think so. How's practice? Competitive or is it? Hey, let's get guys to Sunday. Oh, it's competitive, man. Um, if you look on both sides of the ball, you know you got great players pretty much everywhere. So every time we're out there, we're competing, and it's fun, man. I feel like that's that's probably been the big, biggest thing for me. You know, going against. Mike going against Chris, going against Tom Brady, Fournette, all those guys are in practice. It makes it easy during the game going against the best of the best. So it's been great work with those guys. Uh, when you played the Colts this past week, what'd you guys say? Colts going Super Bowl or <laughs> did not take much during preseason or? Uh, I can't really speak on other teams. You know, I can only speak on what we got going on over here. All right, Antoine, bullshit. Go ahead, Ty. Antoine, you mentioned the game slowing down for you during the COVID year. Was it? Like, did that help that no one was in there? Like, obviously now everything's so much different. You got a, a full NFL experience last year, and you played big-time college football, so you know. But 
What was it like playing defense that year when no one was in the stands and you could basically hear everything going on the field? Did that help or was that kind of harder? You know what? It was strange. So, first off, we didn't even have any preseason games my rookie year. So, my first game, we opened up against New Orleans. And, you know, it's my first game. So, I'm like, I know what to expect, but I kind of don't because it's my first actual NFL game that I'm playing in. And so, we get there, and there's no fans in the stands. You know, they're trying to pump in crowd noise and things like that in there. But it's quiet. Like, you can hear (laughs) all text. You hear the coaches talking on both sides. You're like, man, this is weird. It was almost like a scrimmage or something. But... Um, I feel like getting that early on, I don't know, it just gave me a different impression of the game than what I thought was going to happen. But, you know, eventually, uh, further on in the season, we had some more more and more fans come in there, so that's been good. But it was weird. What you guys have, Minnesota, that place filled up, right, whenever you were playing there? That was a hell of a run. Yeah, yeah, we had a great year my um, my last year. You know, we did things that we haven't done in like 100 years at the school, so we had a nice little my senior year. Well, <laughs> this guy went to Iowa. He said he'll never do it again. He doesn't know. <laughs> You, guys row the boat? you still rowing the boat, Antoine, or no? I'm still rowing the boat, yes, sir. How are we going to be this year? Oh, we should be good. We should be good. I'm, I'm liking us this year. Okay. All right, so should we then? All right, West yeah. Virginia, yeah, okay. we're going to be yeah. good too. Yeah, absolutely. We're wow. going to win it all. Yeah. Darius, your hey, question. You, you talk a lot of shit out there. What's your style? You talk shit. I remember one of your most memorable moments for a lot of casual fans, at least, would be that pick you had against Tyreek, throwing up those deuces. Is that oh, yeah. your style? Mm-hmm. Or was that just specific for that game, that player? You know, football is an emotional game. Yeah. So behind that, you know, we obviously played them in the regular season that year, and he went crazy on us. Yeah. You know, leading up to the Super Bowl that week, all they played was the highlights of him throwing up the peace sign, back flipping in the end zone and things like that. <laughs> and so it was something that I kind of manif- manifested. I'm like, okay, if I get an opportunity, you know, I'm going to do something because I was kind of still mad from the previous game. <laughs> so it was just a perfect scenario to where – um, you know, we were already up. It was like fourth down. I got a pass break up on him, and I just did it. You know, I didn't really have anything planned, but it was just like the perfect situation where I had to just do something. And, you know. You kind of had it planned. <laughs> and you kind of had a plan. Yeah. What do you mean? You, you, you had a plan. We need an so I didn't know I was going to do it, but I knew it was going to, you know, I was going to have an opportunity to do it. And it was just like the perfect situation to where, like, all right, I got to do it right here. And then it just happened. Hey, this dude's different, though, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's different, man. He's, he's, <laughs> he's by far one of the fastest players that I've ever played against. Like, you know, everybody talks about his speed. He has it. He's quick, twitchy, great ball skills. He's He's got it all. Hey, these younger wide receivers, and I guess you're a young guy too, so you probably saw this in seven-on-sevens growing up and one-on-ones now are becoming, I mean, destroying had fucking Eli Manning throwing yeah, yeah, yeah. at one-on-ones. That's only going to get better and better for wide receivers. These younger wide receivers are just better than ever before. Have As you've gotten older, and you're only in your third year or whatever, but still, have you realized that? Have you seen that? Is it like, hey, everybody has dudes, and is it was there that big of a leap from college to the NFL that was surprising for you in the wide receiver department? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got guys out here, you know, they're working, doing all their footwork and things like that. And it's just I would say everybody has different moves in, in their bag. So they're giving you speed releases. They're doing three, four moves off the line. You're like, what is, what's, what's going on? But, yeah, I would definitely say that from college to the pros, the receiver level has definitely is definitely way better. What do you work on the offseason? Thicker, faster? What are you trying to get better at? It, reading things? Is it footwork? How, how do you get better as you continue to grow older here now? Yeah, I would say for me, obviously you want to get bigger, faster, stronger. But um, for me, I feel like it's uh, 
like I said before, it's more mental. So, you know, watching more film, recognizing more route concepts and what different offenses are doing. And so really just studying the game. I feel like that's the biggest thing that I try to work on this offseason. Texas, like eight or nine, you think, in the country? <laughs> yeah. High school. Just about, maybe. That. We lower than that. No, no, because – because I 12th. think Massachusetts too, right? You I guys. mean, AJ Dillon is from Massachusetts. So, <laughs> I mean, what else do I have to say? Connor, your question for Antoine. <laughs> yeah, Antoine. As we know, everyone you know in the NFL loves joint practices and you know <laughs> the long two days and all that shit. But was there a new energy in the building today when you came in, knowing that you guys are you know ten days away from really like Ooh. the regular season and playing real games? Yeah, I would say so because you know it's time for the real deal. You know, we're about to play here next weekend so um everybody's kind of locked in um we got the team together and we're just ready to rock and roll man tom come back and talk shit immediately like first day he came back started talking shit or was it a whole thing <laughs> no he wasn't really talking stuff but he was out there handling his business as usual that's what he did to the colts yeah we were watching it and it was like well 11 days didn't mean a goddamn thing <laughs> he's, i don't know that guy right there yeah he's unbelievable he's an alien as are you dude and uh we can't wait to watch you to have continued success good luck today good luck the rest of the season and thank you for stopping by yeah of course man i appreciate y'all super bowl champion antoine winfield Jr. Yeah, joining us now uh, out of an attic in Ohio. Can't wait to get his take on this whole thing. Ladies and gentlemen, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers had 31 tackles twice in a high school football game for the Centerville Elks in Ohio. What? Ohio, top seven high school football state. Sure, sure. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. What's up, A.J.? What's up? Yeah, top seven. Okay, we'll take that. Okay. okay. A lot of good areas of Ohio that have good high school football. So top seven is not too bad with 50 states. Yeah, I agree completely. Definitely. I love hearing that. Florida, four or five, I think, if you really Boy, start doing that. Uh, I forgot about Louisiana, too. Louisiana is up there. Yeah, top, top yeah. Louis, uh, yeah. Louisiana, yeah, Florida, California, Texas, Georgia. Pennsylvania, Georgia. Massachusetts. Iowa. Jersey. <laughs> A lot of NFL linemen. Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, Jersey's a sleeper. I, uh, Dogs from out of Jersey. Yeah, fucking John Bosco, whatever the hell it is. Don Bosco. There it is. <laughs> All right. Anyways, AJ, your thoughts on this Lamar Jackson situation? This is the first time we've heard him basically do or seen him do anything about his contract. He answered Bill McCollum. He also answered um, uh, Tommy Sticks. Bumpers Bumpers Elite. Bumpers Elites. Bumpers Elites. He answered them. Say, you don't love Lamar, dude. (laughs) As much as I love Lamar, a fully guaranteed deal is just bad business. You don't love Lamar. So he does want a fully guaranteed deal. It's pretty obvious. They did not offer him 250 does that mean they didn't offer him 230 M's guaranteed as well? We shall see. And then him liking the Dolphins photo. What's that all about, AJ? Smart, smart negotiating on his side. But, yeah, I just wonder what is going on. Like, what's going on behind the scenes? How much are they talking? And what, what have they offered? Like, what do you yeah. think the guaranteed number that they have thrown his way? What do you think that is right now? They said it's a little bit more than Kyler's. When it, what was he, 160? 160, yeah. yep. 160. So they're saying we're not doing it. We're not going to guarantee a contract like Deshaun. Yeah, we are not. That is not the market. Not yet, at least. Yeah, the market is Kyler market. What they did was desperate or whatever. And Lamar and his side, whoever he has talking with him, for him, at him, whatever the case is, is like, no, nah, that's not our fault. Because if he was to become a free agent, which would be fucking three years from now, which is 
a long time. Yeah. But if he was to become a free agent, owners that have a lot of money would be like, hey, we got no problem with that. Why don't yeah. you come on in here? And that's the game that's being played right now between the difference of wealth in ownership and the difference of ability of going cash over cap and moving money around the salary cap to kind of play the games a little bit. It's interesting. And Lamar's just kind of sitting here right in the middle of all of it and going to be a great indicator what the future looks like when it comes to these contracts well we talked about it with kyler murray like they ended up paying him because they they basically didn't have a choice it's like hey if you lose him you know you're kind of going all in right now so to speak if you lose him you're you're basically saying all this all the guys all the veterans you've went and paid for in the last couple years like you don't care about that anymore like lamar i mean whatever you want to say if he goes somewhere else like there will be several teams that will pay him what he's looking for and we just talked about it. Like Baltimore is not the same team without Lamar. Like you, they, he is that team. He is that franchise right now. It just makes no sense that they wouldn't give him what they need to, to get this done. Can you call Gumpy back there? So obviously Steven Ross was potentially not, definitely tampering, <laughs> mm-hmm. potentially sure. going to give up part of his team. Okay. Which is worth hundreds and hundreds in hundreds of millions of dollars, no matter how small the percentage is that he was potentially going to give up to Tom Brady and Sean Payton, allegedly. I mean, we'll learn more as the years go on, or we'll never hear about it again. And they'll just bury it and act like it didn't take place, yeah. like a lot of other stuff that's currently happening. Yeah. Sure. Huh. What? 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 Don't, don't what? Talking about. what? Don't look, don't but look I think Stephen Ross, no offense to her, I think Stephen Ross, if he knew an icon like Lamar wanted to come back to Miami, and it, let's just say, hypothetical right now, Lamar was available. Stephen Ross would fucking go, hey, here you go. I'll give you 300 million. Welcome back to the sure. goddamn uh, South Florida. Welcome to the squad. Joining us now, noted Dolphins fan, a man who, you know, has really suffered the torment of cheering on the Finns. Uh-huh. He's from the top left part of Canada, <laughs> yep. has somehow found his fanhood in the bottom right of America with the Dolphins, right. a friend of the show, family member of the show, coming back to America soon with the help of all of you. Ladies and gentlemen, Gumpy. Hey, Gump. What's up, brother? Listen. I don't want to do it. We miss you. You look good. Let's get past all those uh, things. Pleasantries. Yeah, yeah. You, you look amazing. I don't want to do this again because Tua has had to deal with this enough. <laughs> Literally every year, Tua yeah. gets no shot. He gets buried. They get benched in two-minute drills. I mean, Tua has not had a fair shake at this whole thing. So, Tua, earmuffs. He'll have one this year. He'll have a fair shake this year. He will, unless I do what I'm about to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Gumpy, <laughs> if you guys could get Lamar, you would in a heartbeat, right? Have to. Yeah, yeah. Yep. See, that's yeah. exactly. This is what Dolphins You have to, and I hate to say it, but you, you have to be honest. Lamar Jackson right now with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, all those running backs. Yes, 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 yes. But you're happy with Tua. I love Tua. Me too. Me too. I love Tua too. But if he keeps liking these jerseys, so yeah. <laughs> And Stephen Ross was going to give up a percentage of the fucking team at one point. You'd assume he might get a little antsy, tampering a little bit again. Yeah. (laughs) And Miami would be fucking banana lads. Uh, Here's Hitman1600. We don't know if this guy has any bodies or if he just would like to be a hitman. He (laughs) tweeted, look, I get what you're saying, but remember when Tyron was still on the Chiefs liking Ravens photos? Man ended up with the Saints. Got to remember LJ from Florida. He probably grew up wishing to see himself in a Dolphins jersey like we wanted to see ourselves in a Raisin jersey. 
uh, Ravens jersey. This was in response to people pointing out uh, him liking the Dolphins mm-hmm. jersey tweet. He goes, I grew up a Dallas fan, but Dolphins were second, no doubt. <laughs> so he, he basically said to the hitman 16 Hunt here out of Baltimore, I get what you're saying. Like, I would just randomly like a tweet. But that was not the fucking case no. here. This is a lot out of Lamar. And Gumpy, I mean, two is sitting down there. Psh, psh, how many more like tweets before you all are uh, doing a full court press with that Finns fam community on Twitter for Lamar Jackson? I mean, team's ready to go. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It's not going to happen this year, right? So Tua gets this year. And if he doesn't play up to snuff, then fucking trade everything for Lamar. All right. Are the Finns right? fans going to be pissed at you for saying this? They're going to be like, oh, we like Tua. We love Tua. Mm-hmm. This is Tua's year. Vince fans are always pissed at everybody. They're just as mad at me when I'm fucking the only guy talking good about the Dolphins as anybody else. They're always mad. I don't understand. There's a chance you end up on Cuck Mountain for what you just said. (laughs) I've been on there. It's not a fun place. That Dolphins fan base is awesome and legendary. And Tua does not deserve this conversation to take place. But it's just a realistic, you know, point of view when you're talking about the NFL and you're talking about the biggest league on earth and the quarterback position. Yeah. If you asked anybody Lamar? Any, anybody that knows anything about football, who would you take, Lamar Jackson or Tua? Let's be honest. Come on. Imagine Lamar extending the play, too. What's that mean for Tyreek Hill oh in the back? God. You guys are fucking cooked. No, no chance. Every ba- every secondary is cooked. No chance. That's tough. Good. Waddle, too. Yeah. Waddle's got I'm worried about well. Waddle. Waddle hasn't practiced in three weeks. He's in a full leg sleeve. Yeah, yeah. that's because he did this on. Uh, he was wearing hokas, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's fucking. He came in with an ankle injury too. Yeah, something's so around the whole camp. He'll yeah, three weeks since he's practiced. X hasn't practiced. Byron Jones is on the pup list. Oh. I mean, we are limping into week one, my friend. Oh, yeah. oh no, oh, Tua's no. got no chance. Love it. Tua's so. got no chance. He's got Lamar liking tweets. Mm-hmm. He's got everybody hurt. This is another year with Tua is unfairly going to have zero <laughs> shot at being an NFL quarterback. This could be a long play for Lamar. It's like, hey, let's temper the expectations okay. here. Let's kind of – let's go 6 and – Tua, we love you. We got to go 6-11 and 11 this year so we can get rid of you and get Lamar. High draft Stephen pick. Ross is cooking up lies again. It's possible. Uh-huh. Hey, 100000 per loss. You hey, what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, All right, thank you, Gumpy. You're the best, buddy. Go, go, go Fins. Go Fins. Fins up. Fins up. Uh, let's talk about some news happening around the league right now. Did you watch Hard Knocks last night, AJ? I did see it. Yeah, what'd you think? You guys excited? I don't think anything's being talked about it today. So I think it was a good yeah. episode, but mm-hmm. I don't, you know, there's no moments that anybody's really going bananas. Excited for it to be over. MCDC had his coffee, chugged his coffee. It was yeah. a little big brother look there. Yeah. And yeah. him getting ready for practice. We finally got some golf. I loved that. Golf mm-hmm. looked confident. It looked good. He's got the fucking yeah. loosest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Always. I saw Super Bowl golf there. I don't know about you guys. They said like he's throwing the ball sure. really well. Yeah. Brunel said this motherfucker's playing. Did you yeah. watch Hard Knocks at all last night, D-Butt? I didn't. I saw a little clip. Probably a few minutes. I just saw Blau getting destroyed. He did it. Like, just destroyed. Well, the funny thing about Blau is yeah. he got plowed off the roster, too. He did. Yeah. Thank he, God. They have Tough, no backup man. quarterbacks currently on the roster unless they re-sign. They re-sign Sud- Sudfeld. So, yeah. so how do you go Sanford? all preseason with those two guys, cut them, and then sign Sudfeld? I, I actually, that's a legitimate it, question. Sudfeld's like, a ball player. He's Maron. pretty. Yeah. He's in Philly, Maron. Because it doesn't matter if. Golf gets hurt, you're done anyway. I so. agree with that, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was interesting. So you think they're thinking like, hey, Brunel, you'll play. 
Maybe. Yeah. That'd be Goff sweet. Goff or Randall down. L. He's Randall good quarterback. Randall, 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 Randall L. Play quarterback. It did seem like a little – Randall L. has a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Go Wildcat. The, um, it did seem they were very transparent about the whole cutting process. And I enjoyed yeah. hearing that. Yes. When I saw – like Craig Reynolds, I assume he watched last night. His family watched last night. His friends watched last night. And were like – we done good with this fucking guy. Because you heard every coach, offensive line coach, running back coach, fucking head coach, mm-hmm. special teams coach, is like, hey, this guy, if we cut him, there's going to be people pissed in all this room. Craig Reynolds should be feeling very fucking good about himself. But listening to them talk like humans was also cool. You know, AJ? Oh, super cool. Because I, how many times have I said, like, I, I want to be in on those staff meetings, especially when they're making personnel decisions, making very tough decisions. You could tell it. It's cool to see that they are human, right? Like, a lot yes. of times you assume they're not human and they're just saying, oh, who cares? Yeah, get rid of him, 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 um, see ya. Like, it's cool to see that they, they are humans, which you know ultimately they all are. Darius, not all of them. I mean, there's some fucking <laughs> robots up there. Definitely. I, I think the thing I enjoyed was when you're talking about Craig Reynolds, and I assume they carried on to more conversations that weren't put into hard knocks, they were like, what, what, are, what type of team are we trying to build here? Like I enjoy that. Like they were thinking, like if culture. We- They're talking. That's yeah. like legit culture building right there. I know that word is thrown around way too much, but I mean that's that's what they're trying to do. Well, people that have never played before say culture means you win. Bad culture means you lose. It's like, well, yeah, I guess, but there's it's a little fucking deeper than that entire thing. But that type of thought, I think, should be put into place more. But if you don't win games, nobody gives a fuck whether or not the guy is right for the squad or not, right? You you heard Chuck. Chuck kept going. Every time he's on the show, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool, but you got to win. So it all comes down to winning. Culture is obviously important when it comes to winning, having the right guys. And you got to get lucky, too. You got to stay healthy. Um, A lot of things got to go right for you to win ball games in the National Football League. How quickly can you realize if a guy's a turd or not? you think whenever he comes Ooh. in player how, how quickly can a player know and how hard do you think it is for an evaluator who maybe isn't in a room every single day with somebody oh man game? i think it's really tough for um evaluators because they're not in that locker room you know what i mean the players i think it's a little easier for the players but sometimes you see a guy you know flip a switch maybe you know got to eat some humble pie um and i feel like the later i got on in my career um you know more guys came in maybe a little more entitled and uh, you kind of oh. you just got to get humbled by that locker room. But it's harder for for the uh, the general managers and those guys to know that. That's why I think they should lean on maybe some vets a little more, ask more questions, you know, get better insight on a guy. That's why I, I enjoyed hearing them say, like, hey, what type of team are we trying to build here? Because it's like they are taking into account, like, the locker room there. And it's because they're all ex-players, so they get it, AJ. Yeah, they know you bring in or you leave or you bring in one or two turds. It has a trickle-down effect on the rest of that locker room really quick. Hey, like this. Especially if they're, like, high paid. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that dynamic is – it's not like college. If you bring in a guy that's getting, you know, 13, 14 a year, they're probably going to get rid of coaches or something before that guy. So uh, that's really, really important. And if they're influential, if they're liked, yeah. if they're allowed, if they have, like, young guys looking up to them, like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to act. Yeah. It's like – you can see how one person literally becomes six or seven, and then it's like your team's fucking done. And it doesn't matter till it matters. You know, it'll show yeah. up when it shows up, and that's such a cliche, but it's real. Like, but it does show up. Like yes. I understood that as I know, not as a younger player really, but as I got older, I definitely understood how we say all the time, like how you do anything is how you do everything. Like the little things that you think are stupid and don't mean anything. Those absolutely add up, and then all of a sudden you lose a game, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Then your coach is yelling, you didn't have your right shoe tied in <laughs> Thursday's practice. Steve Jobs has a quote, and I forget the exacts, but it's like, you can't 
predict what the future is going to go going to be but you can look back and see why you got to where you were like you can you can never look forward and be like oh this is going to lead to this which is going to lead to this but you can always look back and say if i didn't do this this wouldn't have happened and this like it's a pretty good reflective quote about life and i think when something happens in a game everybody on the team and i think fans even do it they don't know as much but everybody on the team goes how'd this happen and it's like oh yeah this fucking guy did this week three training camp remember this fucking guy did this the guy did this the guy did that and it's like this the writing was on the wall that can't trust him can't 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 play with him can't have him out there and at the time you're like oh he'll fight hey listen can't do that obviously let's keep it moving and then something else happens and then in the biggest moment of the fucking year it always seems to be something will happen and we're like well how do we know this is gonna happen Oh, we fucking did, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Football Patriots, fake punt. Boom! I knew that yeah. shit was dead from Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. No fucking chance. I, uh, I don't know why we snapped that ball. Yeah, that was foolish. That was tough. Yeah. It's a cool that, play, though. It cool lives on. Forever. Forever, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. And there's only one name on the screen. Right across the bottom, Pat McAfee. I was averaging 49 yards a punt though that night. Yeah, so. Pretty good season. That pops up too. It was that night. It was that night. Oh. It was that night. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Did they night. shoot us out of a onside recovery that game? Too? Yes. Yeah, we got one to the left. Yep. Yep. Was it Moncrief? Yep. And then they. Yep. Uh, we had it though. They say our ball. Yeah. And then in pile, <laughs> ripped out other way. Uh, that would have been the fifth, I think, onside kick of the year for me I mean, and us. Don't try to fake against the Patriots. Well, we weren't. We were trying to fucking just steal a five yards. But if it was somebody else, another team, another less disciplined team, you probably could have taken advantage and it would have worked. All right. I mean, if, if, ifs and buts. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Right. thank God Finish for the bun fumble. Ifs or fifths. What's the end of it? We, we all, all be, be drunk. drunk. Exactly. Speaking of Hell being yeah. drunk, let's get drunk off the beat. Ladies Hell and gentlemen, yeah. it's time to feel the beat. AJ doesn't feel like you're feeling the beat, which is a damn shame because joining us now is a feel the beat regular. And there is storylines coming out of the team that she covers in such beautiful fashion. Ladies and gentlemen, Panthers beat writer, also reporter for 1340 AM Fox Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, Sheena Quick. What's up? Hey. Thank you for making time for us today. We had to finish a conversation there about turds in the locker room. Obviously, we hope that there is none in the Panthers locker room. Let's talk about it. Baker Mayfield, outright leader of that team. Does it feel like that's what's going on in Carolina, Sheena? It does. And it's funny that um, I came in on the back end of that conversation you guys are having because that was really my only hang up with Baker coming to Carolina. I don't know if you guys remember Camden's exit interview last, last season. He said that he didn't feel like the guys had bought into Matt Rule's process. And so that's why I thought that it would, might be like a little sticky situation bringing Baker into that locker room. But it's almost like the events of the offseason have humbled him a bit. He's, uh, he's, he's leading by example. You know, he has little quips back and forth between him and his teammates, but he's not really providing any bulletin board material despite what we saw yesterday. <laughs> I think he's done a good job of just trying to humble hey, himself. Hey, that wasn't his fault. Hey. It wasn't his <laughs> fault. That's why, that's why it sucks because I feel like he's – on a redemption tour, not just on the field, but reputation wise. And that was, that really was a blow to, um, to the progress. I feel like he's made in the short time he's been in Carolina. Have you been able to, uh, to see how he's been interacting with Matt rule. And I know the offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo there, like, does he seem to have a good rapport with those guys? 
everybody talks about him in very glowing terms. They're like, he's the first person in the building. What he's been able to do in such a short time with picking up that offense has been just incredible. Nothing but good words coming out of coming from the coaching staff when it comes to Baker Mayfield, which is why it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that he was going to be QB one. I'm not really sure why the, the delay and all of that. But well, that's everyone's what you had said. nothing but good things to say. That's what you said like four or five days before they named him the starter outright. You said, anybody with eyes knows that Baker Mayfield <laughs> has beat Sam Darnold. And it feels like yeah. everybody has felt that way. Sam Darnold now making $18 million to potentially be a backup. Darius, your question Jeez. for Sheena. Yeah, I know you got boots on the ground, but what's like some examples of the difference, like the energy with uh, Baker out there? And how does C-Mac look? Does he look like 100% back that guy? Because it's been some years since we've seen that. Well, he always looks like he's 100% back that guy in the um, offseason. It just depends on how they're going to to manage that workload. And I do think that um, the guys have bought in. Like I said, I know y'all tired of hearing that term. It's kind of cliche. But they feel like they can win. And that's a big difference from the last two seasons here in Carolina. Like, there's hope in a fan base. There's hope with the guys in the locker room. You see them, like, laughing and joking off to the side of each other's press conferences. And Baker brings another dimension. I know he was in limited action last Friday. And, yeah, it was the Bills' Um, second team defense I, I get that it, it, they set all of their starters but you got to see him go through his progression his reads you saw him scramble and not throw the ball away and if he can do that consistently you're looking at a much different team that might match the net the past two seasons win total this season alone Christian McCaffrey uh obviously a guy and mm-hmm. that's who we're talking about there was allegedly a report and probably came from you that they're trying to change the way he plays or something like that? Have you seen anything or any drills or any conversations like, hey, Christian, don't try to kill yourself every play? Is that what they're saying? Like, how how is that being managed, you think? They're doing that through actions rather than words, from my perspective. Just like the pickup with LaVishka Chenault, I don't think that they got him to be a down-the-field threat. He's way more efficient in run blocking. You saw them go out and spend that number six pick on Icky. LaVishka. He's a weapon. Oh, yeah. He's a dog. Insurance. He's a dog. He's a dog. You got uh, the tight ends are, are focusing more on being blocking tight ends. You know, they had Christian. I'm sorry, not Christian. Chris Manhurts a couple seasons ago. He was one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. He has since gone on to another team in free agency. But I think that the Panthers moves this offseason speak more to the testament of how they plan on managing his workload. They added Deontay Foreman. So you're not going to see Christian McCaffrey in on every single down getting the ball getting targeted more than than wide receiver one and two. You're not going to see that because they have more weapons and more ball distribution. So he'll be able to actually play within himself and not feel like he has the entire team on his back the way he has the last couple of seasons. Speaking of... What do you think he could do for this team if all of a sudden they come out here week one, Baker comes out on fire like he always is, and they they beat his old team? Then, like, what kind of start would that be for this team? Do you think the team's going to kind of rally around him? Oh, the team's definitely going to rally around him. And it's a it's a vibe setter. It's a tone setter. You know, I've always said, if you look at some of the Panthers' losses, a lot of those came one score or less, and that dates all the way back to Ron Rivera. So they have to reinstill a winning culture in this locker room, and getting that win week one against the Browns in Bank of America Stadium definitely sets the tone. Well, we're going to see if they're going to fuck them up or not. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that's right. yeah, we're going to see if they're going to fuck them up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry about it. Go ahead, Gary. Speaking of those receivers, I've been hearing some talks about the Panthers taking calls on Robbie Anderson. Is there any truth to that? Uh, the team has had a couple of calls on Robbie and Terrace, but they have no desire to shop them right now. And the word I get from a league source very close to the situation is that neither one of those guys are going anywhere. Gotcha. 
Uh, they did Connor, seven you're... receivers, so another wide receiver might be dealt, but those two are safe. Connor, your question for Sheena. Yeah, Sheena, obviously we hope that Baker does well, but do you see a situation where you know he might get injured and the Panthers might say, you know, we have Sam Darnold, but also we could go get Jimmy G and he's the backup in Sam Fran? Could you see that happening possibly? <laughs> Listen, don't you put that evil on the Panthers, Ricky <laughs> nope, Bobby. I'm, 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 I'm saying Baker. I already, I already wrote what down it's bet on the Panthers. <laughs> Sam's out too, Baker's right? already taking enough shit. I'm, I'm pulling for Baker Listen, big time this year. Went, I think they're going to make the playoffs. They went from four quarterbacks to two in like the span of seven days, and you're trying to get Baker out of the out of the paint. Don't so we're not even gonna we're not even gonna entertain that thought. But I don't think Jimmy G is is gonna end up in, in Carolina blue at all. Sheena, how many wins? Between eight and nine. I'm, I'm sorry, not eight or nine, nine or ten. I'm saying nine or ten and seven. Uh, how was Soul Food Sunday? Ooh. Soul Food Sunday was the bomb. Okay, I needed it. I hadn't had it in a while. Uh, my kids have to deal with crock pot meals on Sundays once the season starts, so I figured I would go ahead and get in the kitchen and whip something good up. It looked delicious. We appreciate you, you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Sheena Clay. Yeah, yeah I saw Darius's fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, uh-huh. seeing that there was good. Shit looked good. It did look good. I see a lot of soul food. My life. shit looked good. You know, the soul food thing is so interesting because it's just like, hey, do you want the best tasting food of all time? Yeah. Do you want to gain 75 pounds today? Yeah, I think I do. Go ahead and give me that goddamn thing. The desserts, too. Yeah. Oh, there's a joint. Uh, there's a place here in Indy that's. Yeah, KFC, right? All right. Come on. Aye. Show some respect. All right, it's time to continue to feel the beat. <laughs> <laughs> Chick-fil-A yesterday. Yeah, yeah I got some mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, joining us now is a man who's been on the show before. A man who is obviously close to a team that has a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And by a lot going on, we mean who's going to be the quarterback long term? Who's going to be the quarterback this particular year? Who's going to be able to guide that locker room in a fashion that everybody will say, that's our fucking guy? It seems like a drama factory over there, but I assume Shanahan and Lynch are going to figure it out. Beat reporter for the 49ers, for the athletic, at Lombardi himself, David Lombardi. Yeah, so, Come on, guys. Hey, this is two days in a row. We've had a Lombo on the show, one from Southern Italy, one from Northern Italy. It is an honor to have you. Uh, we appreciate you. Let's dive right into it. Jimmy G restructured his contract, six and a half guaranteed, 500000 in roster bonuses, then another $9 million in playing bonuses. How are they going to manage this? How are players, if Trey Lance struggles, how are players not going to go? Give us fucking Jimmy G. Are they already talking about that? And are you guys asking those questions already? Uh, well, everybody's obviously asking those questions, and that's, I think, a natural byproduct of this situation. The thing that the point that Kyle Shanahan made yesterday is when Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback, everybody was asking about Trey Lance last year. So I, I think, you know, Not really. one thing that the 49ers have really emphasized is creating a culture in which the quarterback room gets along. And it worked last year because Garoppolo and Lance, I think, genuinely liked working with each other and they said why don't we perpetuate this but why don't we clearly define the roles so jimmy garoppolo is obviously being paid as a backup now and trey lance is their starter now listen it's the nfl there's competition at every single position if so lance totally goes out and bombs 
then then we could start talking about that. But for now, I see this as Jimmy Garoppolo is just really, really good insurance in case of an injury at that quarterback position. Pat AJ? How do you think Trey Lance is actually going to do? We've heard reports, obviously, throughout camp, and we see, like, the splash plays, and he, he, is, he is a special talent for sure. But how do you think he's going to do with a full 17-game slate? Well, it was a roller coaster experience during camp, but I think it's exactly what you would expect for a quarterback who threw, what, 300-something passes at North Dakota State in 2019 and then took a ton, ton of time off because they only played one game in 2020. Then How, come? Two How come? How last come? How come? How come they only played one game that year? <laughs> the, the, the COVID year in 2020. Oh, What's that? Oh, I forgot about that. COVID. Yeah. So that was so the Fucking 49ers quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah, playing them. They, they knew that this guy was super raw, which is, you know, back when I remember covering the lead up to the draft that in, in 2021, it, it seemed ideal to, to draft Trey Lance because they had Jimmy Garoppolo under contract for two more years. And there was no way that Trey was going to walk in and and start year one just given the lack of experience right so he learned under jimmy learned in that quarterback room last year and now you saw a lot of inconsistency in camp one day awesome next day uh he struggles with some of the accuracy on the deep out routes but i'll tell you what it, they really believe in in his intelligence they believe that he knows where to go with the football naturally because credit to north dakota state those guys ran a real pro-style offense there, and that's what Shanahan likes. So I think he views Trey as moldable clay. He could mold him into you know what he wants, and he has that mobility. And you know, Mike, uh, Kyle's dad, he got to work with Elway and Steve Young. So Kyle grew up, I think, knowing the, the value of mobility at the quarterback position. But you have to make it play within structure of the offense. You're saying boots on the ground over there at Niners camp. There are days where Trey Lance looks awesome because we've only seen the highlights obviously mm -hmm. come out of camp here from afar and we loved them earlier with Ayuk <laughs> and everything that was popping. We watched him in Houston though. He looked terrible. I mean, it looked bad. You're just saying that's one of his bad days. There is also great days that maybe the world hasn't gotten to see that maybe you guys have. The, the Trey Lance experience is volatility right now. There, there is a high ceiling and a low floor, and the 49ers need to move the floor up and keep the ceiling high, obviously. Uh, but, yes, there are days where he's awesome. and They're going to ask him to play within the structure of Kyle Shanahan's passing offense, but they're going to add the mobility element to it. I mean, the guy, they're going to add read option. They might add some triple option. Who knows? So he's, Whoa, got, he's got legs. Triple. No way. Yeah, he, he, he's got legs, man. He, he, he could run. So uh, it, it's – they can change the box count, too. He doesn't have to run every single down. Just the threat of him running change is going to be key for the 49ers. But he's got a, he's got a power arm. He's got to work on the short game. The, the ugly stuff that you see is on some of these out patterns. And sometimes I think, you know, there's a disconnect. He has an amazing physical skill set. He's tremendously smart. But because he has so few reps, the mechanics are still inconsistent. Yeah, he and as takes, soon as they can bridge that gap of the mechanics, I think that, that they have something that they really like. He takes that son bitch all the way down mm -hmm. around. And you would think after like one year in the NFL, they would have tried to change that. But I assume that will continue to be an evolving uh, throwing motion. Great athlete. Can't wait to watch how they handle it all. Darius Butler, your question yeah. for Lombardi himself. So speaking of somebody with a very high ceiling, one of the receivers he'll be throwing to, dealt with a lot of bullshit I felt like in the preseason last year. But IU, I've been hearing nothing but uh, rave reviews from him uh, this offseason. What do you think about him going into this year? Yeah, Brad Ayuk, he, he started off camp really well last offseason. I still remember first couple practices, he was really connecting with Jimmy Garoppolo. And then hamstring injury, 
uh, in camp, but really set him back. And then there was that period of time early in the season when he was getting a good snap count, but they weren't going to him with the football. There just yeah. didn't seem to be the rapport there that, that there needed to be. He came along around week eight when the entire Fort Anders team turned it around in, in Chicago. And, I, you know, he was roommates with Trey Lance this offseason. He worked out with Trey down in Orange County, Southern California. And you could tell that he's got that rapport with, with Trey. And it, it, look back at where Debo Samuel was last year. A lot of talk about him and, and the great training camp he had, and then he parlayed that into a superstar 2021 season. Ayuk is a year behind Samuel as far as contractual situation goes, but he'll be in line to, to get paid if he has a big year, and he's looked awesome in training camp for the 49ers. Tom Diggs feel the beat with Lombardi himself. Uh, Mr. Lombardi himself, I was looking at the 53. Am I reading this correctly? They kept more running backs than wide receivers. Are they just going to go wing T? Because that, <laughs> that feels like it's weird in today's NFL. So he can't right, hurt so anybody. So that's the 49ers carried six running backs, if you include the fullback, Kyle Juszczyk. So five backs, Jeez. one fullback, a quarterback who could run, and Trey Lance, four tight ends, Damn. and Debo Samuel, who obviously <laughs> played a lot of running back last year. So, yes, they're going to run the hell out of the football. Last season, they and just in the Shanahan era, they've run over 50% of the time. They're, I think they might be the only uh, NFL team to have done that over the course of the past five years. So... Uh, yes, they're going to run, and they're going to run a lot. And Kyle Shanahan wants to zag while the rest of the league is zigging. De- defenses are getting smaller, and he wants to pound the rock. He believes he can control game flow that way, too, complimentary football. He wants a six while everybody's nine. Go ahead, uh, AJ. <laughs> what about their defense? Their defense has a ton of star power, I feel like. And D'Amico Ryans is, I'm sure, on the fast track to become a head coach, being their D coordinator right now. How have they looked? Uh, they're they're relying on their defense to be the locomotive that pulls the train, at least for the start of the season. I think there is a, a full-full embrace of the Trey Lance experience, that there's going to be some volatility, which, you know, back to the first question, um, I, I don't think that they're going to be freaking out if Trey has some struggles because they're embracing the fact that this this team is going to be defense and special teams-led. They revamped the special teams, but specifically the defense – that line, I mean, they released Kamoko Ture yesterday. He had five and a half what? sacks for Indy last year. What other NFL team? He had a good tra- uh, training camp in preseason, too. I don't know if any other team would have that luxury, right, to, to release a, 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 an edge rusher that is still really productive. So they're deep there. The linebackers are uh, maybe the best in the league. They're near the top for sure. And then you look at the secondary. They added Charvarius Ward. And they have Jason Barrett on pop. They relied on Jason Brett's health last year, which wasn't a good idea. This year, it would be icing on the cake if he comes back from that ACL tear because they're strong on the back end as well. If you run the ball, the game gets shorter. If your defense gets a couple stops, I mean, that's good. That's old-school football. Run the ball, good D, play good special teams, win field position. You're going to squeak out some games. You guys are all just assuming boring fucking games this year out there in San Francisco? Hey, I don't think it's boring. I don't think you guys think it either. It's it, it, football purist games, but Shanahan adds those wrinkles too. It's not two yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah, a right. running game, I, I think. Remember, when it all goes well, remember the NFC Championship game against right. the Packers. We have a Packers owner in here, obviously. Remember? All-time leading tackler against... For the Packers, A.J. Hawk is here. So that was a good shot there, Lombo. Uh, Boston Connor has a question for you, pal. Yeah, David, you said if Lance bombs, you know, they can just go to Jimmy G. If Lance bombs, is there any thought that John Lynch or Shanahan might be on the hook because of the fact that they mortgage the future to draft him at number three instead of Mac Jones or Justin Fields? Well, yeah, I mean, 
anytime you invest so much in a quarterback, especially when you had a guy that was winning a lot of games before him, if he, yes, if he bombs, this would be the case with any NFL team. I think that uh, you would start looking at at the front office and being like, uh, what, you know, what the hell did you guys do? Um, but again, to, to, to me, that's that's a worst case scenario that the 49ers aren't counting on. They really like what Trey Lance is, is made of, you know, heart-wise. Uh, I think they think he's really smart. They think they have seen progress over the course of training camp. I mean, he was really inaccurate in the first week, and then he got more accurate as time went along during camp. So uh, worst-case scenarios on the table for any NFL team. Uh, the question is, does it happen? And the 49ers have also insulated their roster in such a way that they think can really support Trey Lance through some of the growing pains that they expect. Uh, Mr. Lombardi, how many wins this year for the Niners? I think I predicted somewhere between 9 and 10. So 9.5, I'd set as the line. Oh, uh, so why don't we say 10? All right. 10 wins for the Niners. 10 wins for the Panthers. Okay. Feel the beats a lot more optimistic <laughs> yeah, this time oh, around. Yeah. We can't thank you enough, ladies and gentlemen, David Lombardi. Yeah. How about that? Age a little positivity from these beat writers. They're Hell not yeah. completely beaten down by the team yet, I guess. I mean, it's completely different. It was. I feel like we had three man, pretty negative reports last time, didn't we? Yes, super negative. Very positive. Yeah. It was good to see. Well, Shana, see, what's that? It's because they're from different type of programs. Correct. Not just, you know, some of these. That was all right. We're not talking... We're not talking blue collar cities. Oh, you don't think? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, no, we're not. I was going to say, Niners are an old team. That is a legendary team who has had a lot of success, been around a long time. 49ers faithful is very vast across the entire country. I thought you were going to talk about that. Instead, you were talking about, hey, some of these miserable cities, you know, you're going to get some miserable people. (laughs) I'm talking about cities that are still sucking down six and putting Jameson in their coffee. The truth, the honest truth. I don't know. San Francisco has got people doing some shit. True. And I mean, my first Literally, trip, yeah. They better be able to throw the damn ball, though. They're not. What are you talking about? They got the six running backs. They have five wide receivers. You're not winning the Super Bowl without being able They don't have to throw. Air that motherfucker out. They want a Triple option game. with Trey. Yeah. They want to play off game. Jimmy G ran or threw the ball four or five times, six times. Yeah, both had a triple so. option with Juice Check, Debo, and Elijah Ooh. Mitchell. Yeah. And Trent. And, and Trent Williams. Williams. And Trent Williams. My, and Greg Have, Kittle. That, that, have Trent Williams great. come for the dive. All right. Yeah. Trent Williams with the dive. Obviously read that. Then you got Debo going out for the uh, for the pitch. And then you got Kittle with the throw. Yeah. yeah. And then you got Ayuk. That's a four. And sure. Trey can carry it too. And if he needs to, he yeah. can take it the whole yeah. way. Yes, exactly. That's Michael five. Intro. Every play? <laughs> this is like fucking remember the Titans. Do it. How many plays you got? We got two of them. What are they? One to the left. One to the right. What are they? Penta options. Is that what a five would be? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Penta option play every single time. Do you think when they signed Debo to his new contract and he was saying, like, hey, I want to be a receiver, I want receiver money, they're like, that's great. This year you're probably going to have to run the ball 350 times. <laughs> we hear what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> we understand what you're saying, but that's just not going to happen with us. So do you want this money or not? All right, sweet. Get to the backfield. Uh, joining us now in another edition of... Feel the beat. Nailed it. AJ, you have yet to feel the beat. I was doing it. It went on fucking time. The graphics showed when I was doing it. Debut felt the beat. He's only heard this thing like twice. He couldn't feel the beat. He slapped him in his mouth. AJ? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
You couldn't feel the beat if the beat was the water and you jumped out of a fucking boat in the middle Got of the water. Oh! <laughs> you couldn't hit the beat if the beat was a barn and you were standing on the broadside oh! and the clouds were five feet away, dude. That's a good one. Yeah, thank you. Maybe feel the beat sometimes so we can get excited about talking to beat writers yeah. from around yeah. the NFL so we can learn a little bit more and our show can be better, AJ. Okay. All right, it's time then. Let's feel the beat. <laughs> <laughs> It's not laugh at the beat, AJ. You suck. I, I love it. I love your guys' energy. It's great. It's our, It's it's what you have to do. When that beat hits your bones, it's uh -huh. hard not to feel it. It's somehow, obviously, a man who is a psychopath can't feel it. This is like Larry Hall-type tendencies here. This is the type of stuff we're seeing. But we will not let it ruin the only segment we've really stuck with here. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, let's feel the beat in Sin City. Ooh. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us is a beat writer for the Las Vegas Raiders. He writes for The Athletic. Ladies and gentlemen, Vic Tafer. Yes! This is awesome. That's quite the intro, I gotta say. I'm, I'm fired up. Vic, normally don't have to run the Feel the Beat music twice in between there. Normally we're pretty professional <laughs> and we're able to just kind of go from one to the other. But the man who you're sharing the screen with, not me, just fucking refuses to buy in. Vic, you ever been a part of something like that where somebody just refuses to buy into something great? <laughs> Got to like you know, you know the load's a little heavier for you, but you got to pull through and just uh, make it work. Yeah, you're damn right, Vic. You can make can, uh, Are you uh, is, are you on a phone right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're breaking up there a little bit. I don't know if it might be the area or it's probably our fault. Hey, let's call him back. Let's call Vic. Storming back out a little bit in the in Indy. Is it right now? Yeah. I think yeah. So it's probably on us. I did not expect that shot of Vic Tafer. Me neither. No, I don't think I knew who Vic what Tafer was. What would you expect? I've seen his name on the internet. Vic Tafer does a lot of great yeah, work. He does. I've yeah. never seen Vic Tafer. That was a close-up view of Vic Tafer. Mm, great mm -hmm. shades. Fucking love him. Sorry you Transition out. shades, it looked like. Yeah. It is. Yeah, they come and go. Yeah, exactly. When they when you go into the shade, it becomes clear. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to feel the B. <laughs> <laughs> This is what Vic wants to do. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a beat writer from The Athletic for the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, yeah. yeah, we just had him on, but it was our fault. We didn't have as good of a connection as we needed to have because this man is an absolute icon, a legend in the sports covering business. Ladies and gentlemen, Vic Tafer. Hey, Vic. How you guys doing, man? Fired up. Vic, great to see you. Great to see you guys. How you doing? Hey, good. We had a quick conversation. Those are uh, transition lenses there. Outside, they're tinted. Inside, they become regular glasses. Exactly. Trying to be cool. Like, trying to like look like I got it going on. You do. <laughs> hey, yeah. you do got it going on. That's why we called. Uh, sounds like the Las Vegas Raiders do as well. This is the most loaded team the Raiders have had in a long time. Is that the vibe? Are expectations real high, even though it's brand new GM, new head coach, and probably shouldn't warrant that type of situation in any other case? Yeah, I think it's because of the offense. You got Devontae Adams, you know, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Derek Carr. Should be a, a high flying affair, just a lot of points. I think people are excited about that part of it. And everything else has been good. They were 4 0 this preseason. Uh, Josh got his message across, you know, no penalties. It's, uh, it's locked down on the fundamentals, but uh, so far, so good. Undefeated in preseason. AJ, your question for Vic. How has it looked, uh, I guess, compared to maybe other years with, with McDaniels there in charge? Like, does anything, is the schedule different? Does practice feel different? Like, what's it like? 
Yeah, it's a little tighter. I think, you know, with, uh, with, with Gruden, they always had more of a, um, emotional kind of ups and downs with him. I think Josh kind of more even keel, kind of, this is how it's going to be. This is our approach. And he'll say it's not the Patriots way, but obviously it is the Patriots way. It's worked so well for him there. Why would you change? You brought a bunch of guys in with him from New England. So I think everyone's kind of, uh, you know, on the same path, kind of looking forward to the season. Darius, your question for Vic. Yeah, I want to talk about that defense a little bit. Just traded away uh, Javon Mullins uh, yesterday to the Cardinals. How does that secondary look, especially obviously up front you got Crosby and Jones, but how does that secondary look? That's all right. I think I, I like Rocky yesterday. I think he's a guy that's kind of on the rise. They, uh, they give up Yannick Ngakwe for him, which is a, kind of a big price. But when they got Chandler Jones, you don't need Ngakwe. So I think Rocky Sin definitely is a guy who's been kind of getting better every year. Yep. Uh, they got Avery. Nate Hobbs is a guy that really high on. Nate Hobbs is a guy who was in the slot last year where they feel he can be a playmaker around the, all over the field. So there's enough talent there. They should be okay. If you get the pass rush, like you mentioned, with Max and Chandler Jones, you don't need to cover as long. So that's going to be the key how this works i know the raiders are a storied program storied franchise history is deep a lot of winning and just win baby is all that matters but feels like ownership and gm and co- going all in right vic i mean this is is this the first time long time or am i just uh ignorant to that whole thing feels like they're going all the fuck in right now yeah i mean they kind of went all in with john gruden right they gave him like a hundred billion dollars in, in the last <laughs> few years they were pretty high on how things were going and obviously it all collapsed but They've always been, a, you know, kind of a, a think big organization. They've had some definite uh, pratfalls in the last couple of decades, but yeah, I think this is definitely their thinking. This is Derek Carr. He's paid his dues. This is his window. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Your question for Vic Tafer. Yeah, Vic. Uh, the Raiders just uh, waived uh, Alex Leatherwood. It feels as though the entire team is ready to go, but there's no one really blocking up front for Derek Carr. Are we missing something on the outside? And do you see something different at training camp out of those guys? No, I mean, when they when they traded for Devontae, everyone's like, this team can definitely go places, but you got to take care of the O-line. The O-line is definitely a concern. You fast forward, and now you're looking at going in week one with Jermaine Elmanu at right tackle and Lester Cotton at right guard. Probably now she had mine back when you got Adams as far as your ideal way things went down. Leatherwood was just a, a bad pick. It was a reach last year by, by Mack and Gruden. This regime gave him a shot. Didn't really, was not invested in him. Didn't really have to see it through, so they figured let's just move on and and find somebody else. Hey, was Mayock making decisions, or did everybody around there know it was just all Gruden all the time? I mean, Gruden had final say, uh, definitely. And in terms of the draft, everyone wants to debate who's you know, who blew which pick. And there's so many bad picks, you kind of enough blame to go around. They definitely each had their own guys who you look back on. So I think Gruden gave Mayock some picks. But in the end, Gruden had final say. If Gruden wanted to take Henry Ruggs, didn't matter what the scouts said or anybody else said, they were taking Henry Ruggs. So just a, it went back and forth. But both guys made enough mistakes and there wasn't really a great a balancing out of each other definitely that's why things kind of went so sour did you say enough blame to go around around yeah where are you from Vic <laughs> I'm actually from well from Barry it's kind of weird I'm not sure where his accent came from maybe uh Maybe the mailman, but uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm a Bay Area guy, so that's a bad joke. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> My mom's probably watching this. That's not good. Now, but, listen, uh, if your mom's watching this, she'll, she already turned it off. I mean, you, we did the intro to the segment four times before you got on. You know what I mean? That's a good point. She probably gave up, yeah. yeah. But, but just the play. We have a local podcast, and we sometimes swear. She'll tell me, wow, you guys sure did swear a lot. Why do you guys swear so much? I'm like, I'm sorry. I got I to gotta watch that, so I'm trying to not swear as much. Are you in Vegas or the Bay? Uh, I'll go back and forth. Right now, I'm currently in my backyard in, in Oakland. Oh, so you, I would assume, are you going to move to Vegas or no? 
Yeah, I think that's in the plan. So we're just like, uh, you know, last year there was no um, no locker room access, so it wasn't really a need to be there every day. But uh, this year, I think the big uh, locker room days was September 6th is the first day the Raiders locker room was open, so that'll be a big day. We'll have balloons and the whole deal, and it'll be huge. Hey, the Athletics should pay for your new house in Vegas, right? Shouldn't they, I think? No, no, they no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Pool, the whole thing. Oh, I, need a, I need a lot of stuff to happen. I house. saw how much money they fucking sold for. Yeah, that's Tons. right. We saw how much they were making, too. So what they sold for, they got cash. Yeah. Plenty. Get Vic. Vic a new house in yeah. Sin City. Yeah, what, what are we, are we even doing Tomorrow. Here? Uh, this is good. This, this is good. I like this. You guys have a good place. Like top floor of the casino. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Maybe a top floor of the casino. Yeah. Yeah. Get all the benefits. The penthouse. Yeah. At the Bellagio, I can oversee those fountains there. That'd be a great little penthouse. That'd be yes, nice. you yeah. deserve it. I Why mean, not? It's, those, it's the NFL. Make yeah. it happen, I thought. Yeah. Ty, your question for Vic Tafer. Vic, what's going on with the running backs? Are they just going to run Josh Jacobs into the ground and then discard him? I know they got rid of Kenyon Drake, too. Uh, is He's not getting traded, obviously, at this point, but, but what's going on in the backfield there? That's what I would do. If I had a guy who I thought was a good player who I didn't have any long-term plans for, I'd run him to the ground and get rid of him. But I think- hey, I take back everything I said. <laughs> no, Don't I'm, get I'm, this I'm, asshole a house in I Vegas. It was a, an open, honest forum. But uh, they drafted Zamir White. They like him a lot. So they got uh, former Patriot Brandon Bolden, Amir Abdullah. So I think they're going to split the carries. I think it'll be a huge committee affair. Abdullah will get most of the third-down stuff. But I think all four guys will get uh, plenty of touches. So I wouldn't draft... Josh Jacobs in fantasy, if I were you. Go, uh, go ahead, AJ. Vic, I know you're in Oakland right now, but what's it like in Vegas? Is the, does the, like, the city support the team? Like, Do they really care? Are they going to be all behind this team? I know the stadium is sweet. Like, what do you think the support's going to be? Certainly something to do. Yeah, it's growing every year. I think the one thing you've seen so far in the home games is there's a lot of uh, opposing fans come in. It's obviously a big weekend for them to come out to Vegas and watch their team. So you have a large presence of, of – uh, other teams' fans at home games, but that'll get better. I think the more they win, I think the fans definitely are fired up. Obviously, Devontae Adams, like I said, this year especially, uh, people are really excited about this offense and all the fireworks that are uh, ideally coming up. What's that podcast where you say filthy words on? It's called State of the Nation. It's on The Athletic, and uh, we've done a much better job. We've cleaned up a little bit. It's not as, not as foul as it used to be. We're definitely... Uh, Trying to make my mom proud a little bit. Okay, sounds good. That's the demo. Go ahead and knock that out. We appreciate the hell out of you, Vic. Thank you for joining us. You crushed it here. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Vic Tafer. This year, we're going all in on college football. Yeah. Because West Virginia's going to win it all. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. We'll see. I mean, I got faith because Graham Harrell's there. Tough week one. Uh, Primetime tomorrow night. Seven and a half dogs. <laughs> Good thing. What was, w- we- what was West Virginia's record last year? Well, that's not something that I could either recall or no. We won some games. The boys yeah. won some games. We, I we, know. We had a good running back, I think, last year. Yeah, but just like look at the photos. Like, what, they were six uh, and I, seven last year. Really? Jesus. Like, what's Neil Brown doing in that photo? He's, He's fucking focused. <laughs> yeah. No, it looks like uh, the Chris Bickle head coach of football class of '96 or whatever. He's 97. focused. 97. He's locked in. Neil Brown looks like he's just looking at the big board. I think everybody in this room would prefer a night with Neil Brown than Narduzzi. Mm. Really? That's what I'll say. I'll really? say it. Yeah. You think Neil Brown, he's a good time? Look at that fucking guy. Not Look a chance. Neil Brown's eating cupcakes and uh. he's getting into his PJs at 830. I know Narduzzi is hanging out probably with Chris Bickle, and they are nuking a keg together. Bickle fucks. Yeah. Kenny Pickett loved Narduzzi, which I think 
That does say something. Yeah. That Kenny Pickett seems like a cool guy. I liked him. But tomorrow night, West Virginia goes undefeated. Starts the season. Seven and a half point dogs. We start. I think this- they're going to win. I honestly do. Thank you. Me too. Seven and a half is a lot of points, I feel like. Is it? Or college, that's not a lot. College, no, that's yeah. a lot. I mean, I there's a lot higher spreads, but seven and a half still. Yeah. yeah that's why Northwestern. I watch, man. I see your spreads. Like minus 39 and a half. Like, come on, man. I won't watch this shit. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Colts are like minus eight week one, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, Texas? just for the NFL, that's wild. Well, that's, 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 that's common. It's Dougie Mills. College, that's a lot of, yeah, that's a lot of points. Let's not, yeah. yeah let's not yeah. get too banana land here. I mean, we're talking yeah. about Matt freaking Jeez, Ryan. Steelers, so. six and a half point dogs. Uh, just about the Colts Texas thing, point. real quick, before we get to the rest of the slate. Darius Leonard, Shaquille Leonard now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's practicing today with the Colts. That's Ooh. huge. Oh, big Massive. News. Right. Huge news. Big news. Huge news for the Indianapolis Colts, who yeah. are, what is that, eight and a half point mm-hmm. dogs? Is that what that says? Favorite yeah, points. Eight Jesus. and a half point favorites. Sorry about that. Steelers, six and a half point dogs. Eagles, three and a half point favorites in Detroit against that team, man. Wow. They were kind of watching them get put together. You know, Sirianni's watching Hard Knocks trying to get every piece of information. He saw that schedule on the board in the back of uh, Dan uh, Campbell's room, and he's mm-hmm. like, what can we learn from that? Yeah. What can we learn from that? Is is it a disadvantage on Hard Knocks, Foxy? You guys are going to lose to the uh, Eagles first week or no? No, we'll alpha them. I'm not worried at all. That's all. Oh, you think Sirianni's getting out alphaed by anybody? Foxy. MCDC. I will say I did my predictions months ago when the schedules came out. Eagles fans were so mad at me that I took the Lions winning that game. Out of any other fan base, they were so pissed. Well, the Eagles don't get any respect, you know, because they're Philadelphia Eagles people. Saints, Falcons, uh, Baltimore, Jets, Patriots, Dolphins. Browns, Panthers, he's going to fuck them up. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> I feel so bad that I'm perpetuating that, but it needs to be made into a mockery so people yeah. don't take it serious. Yeah. Because what was Baker supposed to say in that it's situation? It's not a big deal. It it's- isn't. They're talking about it, though, on TV, which we all knew yeah. was going to happen. And to Sheena's point from earlier from Feel the Beat, like he's trying to, I think, you know, be a different person yeah, in there. Yeah. And this type of shit just goes directly into, like, same old Baker mm-hmm. just putting uh, – uh, bulletin board material out there before the game. It's like, what was he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. understand. Did it's you see the, the Brown stat on uh, their season opener since like 1999? They're like 121 and one. How come? Because they no, they don't f- have any wins. Oh, zero. Never mind. They've had 45 different quarterbacks in that time period. Though. Yep. Mm-hmm. So can't really blame. We'll add it to the list this year. Niners, Bears, Jags, Jags, Commanders. When's the last time they were? Jeez. Oh no, they're dogs. My bad. The Jags are. Dogs going into Washington. I thought they were favored for a second. Yeah, but they're minus 122 there. They know. Three and a half way too much. Yeah, that's going to move. Uh-huh. Probably to three. Then that gets to two and a half. What are you doing, Diggs? Two and a half, you have to take the commanders. Three and a half, you have to take the Jags. That's, mm. just, that's just how game works. Tim Donahue. Yeah. I don't know. Did anybody I'm watch that? Hey, is that good? Oh, so good. You're I mean, taking the commanders regardless? Yeah. Really? How come? Here's an idea. Go, you answer that first. But don't fucking bet that game. <laughs> if I had to, if I had to pick this game, I would go Commanders for sure. But Dick I, says I'll follow along with with Tom. The Hammer Down Boys who are forced to gamble publicly every single day. I think last night they went eight or nine and one or something yep. mm-hmm. on their bets publicly, publicly, yeah. dancing with the gambling gods. Baiting them, just saying, hey, fuck you guys, by saying these bets publicly and actually betting them. It goes against everything we've been told by gambling, and the Hammered Down Boys have somehow done it for over a year and a half. Unbelievable. Hey, you guys are fucking really good. Well done, boys. But whenever they do give advice, like I think back in the day, Gumpy was giving out 20 bets a night. At least. Like 20, 30 bets a night. Turn was as well. No, there was a time there where... 
He was going 11 and 10 and everything and like that. Ebbs and flows. But he knew those 11 were winners, and he had questions on those 10, like going into it. So I think what they have evolved into, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, choosing to not bet games is a massive, massive part of gambling and having success. Here's the issue. Do I want to fucking take Pitt? Minus seven and hook tomorrow night? No. I don't want to bet that game at all because it's national TV game and it's the first national week one game of college football for the season. I'm going to have to bet that game. But when it comes to Jacksonville, Washington, when don't have to bet. Yeah, when it's a Sunday game and there's 14 other games on that day, you can just sneak that one right by and not say anything about it. Shit! Nice. Let me get a lock, man. Let me get a week one lock, Tom. Right now, I love Tom. the New Orleans Saints uh, against the Atlanta Falcons minus mm. five and a half. And I also love Sunday night football. You can put everything on the money line for the Bucks. You don't don't lay the one Ooh. and a half. Don't be stupid on the one and a half. Um, just take the money line there at minus one twenty six against the Cowboys. Yeah, because Cowboys, everybody's down on, including you. It sounds like very very much down on the Cowboys. And then Monday Night Football, you got Russ flying, riding back into Seattle as a six and a half point favorite Jesus. in Seattle. The Twelves uh, are going to be loud. They They're will very loud. Green Bay, Minnesota, four twenty five. Kansas City, Arizona. 425 Giants and Titans at 425 Raiders and Chargers. There we go. Mm -hmm. Little AFC West kickoff here. Excited for that. Uh, It's a hell of a week one. Now we just got to bide our time playing field goal faceoff until then, AJ. Yeah, I want to see. I'm curious to see what these first time or new head coaches look like, what their team looks like, I guess. That's why um, the Vikings are interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Everything seems super positive coming out of there. Yeah. And they just traded for another weapon. Will he be in by. Then, who knows? That Bills-Rams game, though, is fucking beautiful. Just yeah. this. They're nice. Because we just saw Stafford throw a ball 105 yards. Right. At least. He, what a he, throw. He tweeted that the elbow's fine. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So that gives us all confidence, right, that that offense should be fine. Just like it, it was. Look, it don't, they don't have Odell. Let's assume they'll find a replacement. Allen Robinson. Robinson. They did. It's been unbelievable in camp. Okay. It's been a dog's whole career with. Yeah. Not so great quarterbacks. Yeah, well, I mean, Odell got traded to the Rams, and he had, what, two touchdowns that first week? Mm-hmm. And then he had a touchdown every single week after that. Bum, bum, mm-hmm. bum, bum, bum. That production, scoring like that, even in some games that they were up two scores, you're going to have to find a replacement for that. Is Allen Robinson the guy? Maybe. He might be even better. Huh? You think he's better? No. You think? Yeah. Uh, healthy Odell, I wouldn't say Allen Robinson is better than him, no. Allen Robinson played the entire season, though, maybe? Allen Robinson is a really good. He, oh, he's yeah. also just like from him being on the Bears and being a Packers fan and watching him a bunch. He's just so consistent. Like yeah, D. Exactly, mentioned, yeah. like they's shitty quarterback after shitty quarterback. You look up, it's like, well, Allen Robinson still had ninety-five yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Like he, he's good. And Matthew and McVeigh mm-hmm. and Cup, Cooper Cup out there, right? Yeah. Will help that out. Too. Yeah, Cam Akers all the way back because he only played that you know little stretch in the playoffs. We get year. to watch Aaron Donald again. And Bobby Wagner's behind him. They're letting Aaron Donald play? Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah, he's not in jail? He was just <laughs> – I don't know if he's in jail. Is he in jail? <laughs> L.A., that might be a thing. He was, yeah. was in Ohio, though. Thank you. Yes. It was in Ohio. So I let it slide. He hit him with a helmet. Did he shoot him? No. <laughs> let the boys play. Whatever. All right, let the boys play. <laughs> Cooper Cup, too. Shit, he might go for 2,000. That was the first year with Stafford. And yeah. uh, they did what, what they did together last year. Well, there's those clips coming out of camp early, you remember, where he was running and then balls are just showing oh, up in yeah. his hands and he didn't, like, the latest hands of all time. Yeah. Absolutely nothing a corner could do whenever that takes Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Tredavious White coming off an ACL, too. So his first game back getting cup, that would be cool. Oh, I thought he was. This is what Sean McVay said in that one interview when he was drinking vodka saying, fuck everybody. He was (laughs) like, I have a chance to get this entire team back. I will listen, I guess, if they're going to pay me $20 million to talk about football on Amazon Prime, I guess I'll have to listen. But there's no chance I'm leaving this team with what they got. They're restacked. They lose Vaughn, right? Mm -hmm. Bobby Wagner going over there is a massive player. He's a guy, right, AJ? I mean, Bobby Wagner is a guy. He's the guy. Like, yeah, Bobby has been the guy for, what, 10 years now. There's another guy that doesn't get talked about because he was with Seahawks. Yep. And he plays defense. Now you're on L.A., though. Jalen's behind you. Donald and Floyd. Right in front of you. Man, I like Floyd. I don't think he gets talked about enough on the edge. Agreed. That dude's so sudden. He's so, like, yeah, he just unique. The Rams are going to be fucking good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dogs at home on uh, opening day. And everything we've heard about Everyone the Niners, Bills. That was me saying, like, uh, why are they dogs at home on opening night? Is so it, you're confused right now? A little bit. What do you think? Why? Everybody's on the, they've been riding the Bills. the Bills. Banner Listen, night. I love you never Bills. Know. The Patriots would get fucking spanked sometimes. So did the Eagles. Remember that? The yeah. Eagles got booed off at halftime. Oh, yeah. Banner night yeah. after they won the Super Bowl. But they would also go on to get booed off the field every single game that yeah. year. Over. Let's go to the fence. <laughs> Let's go to Corey in Kutztown, Pennsylvania on the Five Energy phone line. What's going on, Corey? Heard about your college last night with uh, Craig Reynolds, I do believe. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? Keep it moving. Respect. Uh, just, just wanted to uh, say I worked at Kutztown while Craig was there. And uh, I'm just so happy for him that he's getting off duty like this. Because he deserves it. So, what is Kutztown College? It's a uh, what is its specialty? Is it just a smaller school? That's all. Uh, we're we're in the PSAC, so we play against IUP, Cal, Slippery Rock. Uh, we won the East back to back years, and we just won the PSAC last year. Let's so, go. Um, since he, since he left, he uh, he's really turned the program around. He has no idea what he does for it. Kutztown, no big deal. Sorry about it. Uh, been to IUP, been to Cal. Uh, a couple other places. The Cootstown, just everybody just gets fucked up every night of the week up there. What? It's a state school. Yeah. It's not West Virginia, but it's a state oh, school. Oh, yeah. All right, got it, yeah. That PSAC sounds like a pretty uh, big problem when it comes to having a good time. What is that? I have no idea. I just heard of it for the first time. Conference, right? dude. I do know Cal and IUP, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Okay. Cal University uh-huh. of Pennsylvania. Like oh. All these types of schools, yeah. It's all the D3 schools in Pennsylvania, pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there, people that are going to school there. Sorry, D2. That's what I mean, focused on education and furthering that and all sure. that. Sure. And also getting boozed up. Pretty hard, yeah. Is <laughs> Clarion in that? I wonder if Clar- oh, yeah. Clarion's also in the PSAC. Golden Eagles, yeah. So I've been, yeah, so every PSAC school I've been to, I wasn't the only one that was just like, oh, we're here just to have a fucking great time. Get toasted. And yeah, that's kind of the place. That's awesome. Is I U uh, UPJ in no. there? No, no, no. What's UPJ in? I don't know. Ivy League? No, no. Because they're a satellite. They're a satellite. <laughs> no, no. They're, they're the same as what I'm uh, talking about here. University of Pittsburgh. Johnson. I think Western Pennsylvania is a pretty, like, everybody fucking boozes place. I don't want to generalize, but I, I think it's a... Mm-hmm. It's a boozing area. So you assume all those schools, ancillary schools, yeah. just naturally going to be a boozing place. Yeah, collect those people. But it might be like that everywhere. I don't know. I Rest assume back. Ohio, same thing. Oh, yeah. Plenty of boozing going on. A lot of boozing, you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, COVID 
ramped it up, I think, put some people into overdrive when it came to boozing. Oh, yeah. yeah. South Florida, big boozing place? I mean, it's absolutely everything going on in South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Boozing. That's the least, that's the least of your worries. Now. I know, but it's different. It's a different game. Like, the boozing, you know what you're getting. Oh, yeah. We're getting zombies. We're doing that. Mm-hmm. Some of those different, you start adding different drugs into the mix. It's yeah, a whole yeah, different ballgame. Whole different ballgame. Melting pot down. A lot of people from a lot of different places. Pills? Bath salts. What? Pills been they've been around for forever. Bath like AJ bath salts. I mean, DMT. You, you name it. Hey, stay away from the <laughs> pills. We need everybody to stay away from the pills. Yeah, I agree. agree. The pills are a problem, man. Just an absolute killer. I've lost too many friends. I think everybody has. The pills are just like a fucking. Those are an evil. People get addicted super quick. Like very evil too. And, and drink on them at times. That's so dangerous. Yeah. Well, and then every not I don't know about every but. Every addict that I had in my life, the beginning of the pills, it was like, yeah, but doctors like medicine do. So like they talk themselves into justified anybody, even though my back does hurt, though. My back hurts a lot. And doctors would prescribe this if I was to get it from a doctor. I don't have no I don't have insurance. So this is like they, they always spin it as like a good like, oh, I'm doing the right thing. And then boom, one week almost not even. Just a few days later, it's a whole different fucking life all yeah. of a sudden. And then one thing leads to another. Those are scary, dude. Yeah. That's a really scary thing. I think we should stay away from this. Absolutely. Everybody on Earth should stay away from this. That Dope Sick uh, show on Hulu, that illustrated it very well how quickly that shit turns. Oh. There's some blood on a lot of people's hands when it comes to oh, this. Oh, yeah. Like the FDA, I think, whenever the FDA... Uh, what was it for? Oxy. Oxycontin. Mm-hmm. Oxycontin. They put a thing on it that said, like, just pain no. or whatever. Yeah. Just cure the world of pain. Not yeah. addictive. Yeah, yeah they knew addictive. how addictive it was, and then they were telling people it was not addictive. And nice. also they were telling doctors, like, hey, if the person, you know, like, gets addicted to it, like, upping the dosage can actually help. So they just, like, fucking string people out even more. Yeah, yeah but remember, listen to everything that you're told. Mm-hmm. Company still made billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And got sued, but... Keep going. They're still living Small on Small slap, slap on the wrist. And we lose our friends. So what we're saying is let's stay away from the pills. So let's go to the phones. Let's go to Mike in St. Louis. Mike, what's going on, pal? Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, just hanging, man. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, first off, love the new game. Super addicting. No, 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 Yo, AJ, when you're in studio this season, what's your excuse going to be for not joining in on cheering with the Bulls? Oh, oh, fucking Mark. Oh, Good question. Why does it, how does he know that I'm not going to join in? Because he oh, knows you're a Mark. Because Wiz Khalifa was four feet away from you at the first ever rap concert at Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Still don't have a plaque from that. I no. mean, what is that all about? Rap duo. Rap duo. You and Wiz. Yeah, you you're featured right. on that I was track. ad-libbing on that thing. Nick, too. I might have had too many... <laughs> Too many edibles going into that one. No. <laughs> I would have felt a little bit too comfortable what? in that situation. What? No. So. It's Wiz. Uh, your stage. Hey, well, Wiz. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. It's actually Fanduel stage, but... But in the eight, for that hour, for when you what were on it. How about them packing fans into that... Yeah, and everyone being there still doing shows <laughs> <laughs> on the, like, 20 feet away from where everybody was. Oh, my. That was... I mean, hindsight, pretty reckless. Yeah. But anyways, during that, Wiz looked at you and yeah, said, yeah. hey, big dumb white, 
Get your hands up, and you you say ha ah. and then you grab somebody else's yeah, arms. Mine, Ty, Ty, do it. I helped Ty get his arms up. Already had him up. up. Already Wait, sky high. I don't think we've seen a single photo that you say. Oh, look at the photos. There's photos. I sent in the group chat back in the day. I'll go. do it again. I'll find it. Is that before you left the group chat? Possibly. Prick. I didn't mean to actually. Uh, you you know suck. That. Hold on. Shannon Sharp called Aaron a prick the other day, I think. Oh, really? Aaron James Hunt? Oh, yeah, on Twitter. Aaron Rodgers. No, <laughs> in a promo. Oh, he also did on Twitter. Wait, for what? It was awesome. It was a hell of a promo. I didn't Rogan, say that. Yeah, and then he ended it, for lack of a better word, he's a prick, is what he said. And I laughed. Wow. I popped so hard. I was like, okay. All right, I like it. Yeah, he just doesn't think he's a good human or whatever huh. because of all the stuff all right. that he's done. It was a hell of a promo. Really? I didn't know Shannon Sharp. What's he most? You mean like the the ayahuasca or like the whole COVID situation? I think it was the COVID situation and the immunized question was the whole thing. But I think it's also let's skip likes, Aaron. No, I don't know because remember uh, that video from know. last week yeah. where Skip's arguing Skip about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when they when the Packers won the Super Bowl and there was that like right after that he was a big Rogers yeah, fan, yeah. but you know the last. Four or five years, he's been a... Yeah, but Lil Wayne's a Packers fan, so you would think Skip would feel obligated. Anthony Davis. Go on. He's a Packers fan, so you think Directly correlated with Skip Bayless? Bingo. Okay. Skip loves the Lakers, doesn't he? Well, absolutely. I mean, I don't know what they do on there. I just assume they love the Lakers. All right, well, Drip Bayless and Lil Wheezy are like like best friends. Oh, yeah, that's right. Lil Wayne's been on there. Lil Wayne's the opening song yeah. for that show. Yeah. Okay. You Another hear, thing I didn't know. Yeah. When you hear it, you know what time it is. That's the They line. tweet that every single morning. And it hits every time. Yeah. It does. Never been in that side. Never will go into that side. What? Of Twitter. What side's that? Yeah. What? Just the terrible side. Whoa. Whoa. It is. Shannon what cut a hell you? of a promo on Aaron. I mean, it was a hell of a promo. I don't agree with any of it, but it was a hell of a promo. Shannon's awesome. He's also still benching 500 pounds, repping it. Yeah. So I, I what are you doing, D Boy? You look like you're still yoked. I ain't benching five hundred. You on he the AJ yoked. you on the AJ Hawk program? I don't know what programs AJ on. Yeah, he's doing all of it. Steroids. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's he's in tremblone sandwiches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ohio guy think he's all natural. No, I gets, can't wait, man. I'm gonna get up to like two ninety someday when I'm gonna get on everything. Are you really? I don't know. I, I yeah. Yeah, I would go up, not down. Okay, are you and me? Let's get on it. What are we getting on? I would like no, to not no, die. I don't know when. I'd have to find everything out. But like, I, that'd be fun to, to fluctuate like 60 pounds or something. Well, that's what I normally do. But it's just like fat back to yeah. being pretty able easy, to walk. Pretty easy to go up. Yeah, simple for me to go up 50, 60 pounds. Simple. A, a former teammate that can help you out with that. Who's are you? A guy? You know a guy? Oh yeah, I don't know a guy that can help you up, down. Really? Die with everybody. Quick, too. I don't want to die, though. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. No, thanks. I've been trying to figure yeah. that out. I don't want to die. Stay away from fentanyl. Thanks. All right. Thank you. It seems to be killing people. All right. Let's stay away from that as well. Got a right. wizard over so, here. That could be in the pills. That's what I'm saying. You facts, never know what it's in. Cut it with all true. type of bullshit. Thank you for bringing that back. You're 100% right. Let's not take any fentanyl steroids. Okay. Good to know. Consider Don't need done. that to happen. Don't take any fentanyl or steroids or anything that'll kill what you. What is fentanyl for? Is it is it a positive and anywhere in the world? I don't know. I don't Good think question. so. Like in the medical medical community, how where why is it out there and is it used? Everybody has to have a mask and gloves on when they're around it. So how does it get so like so much of it? And how is it so readily available for people it was to sell? It's made for like pain management for cancer. That's what it is. 
It's like oh, 50 to 100 times stronger than morphine, allegedly. Oh, my God. So it's people like on it's hospice, people, like when, yeah. they're, when they're about to be dead? This is the thing that kills people. How, how much stronger than morphine? Because I had morphine before at yeah, post-surgery. Mor- morphine that, will get you going. Oh, my God. That shit was like... Yeah, I, don't, I don't like any of that shit, but yeah, fentanyl, I guess, is the one that you feel accidentally or even around your yeah. dead. Yeah, there's a, that's been mixing in with a lot of stuff. Lately. Yeah, because it's an easy thing to put in that looks like a pill, and people cut it with pills, and then people are selling it, and then people are just dead. Dead. Stay away from it. Yes, mm-hmm. can't do it. Everybody stay away from pills. All right? Deal. Deal? Deal. 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 All the other bad stuff, too. Don't do any of mm-hmm. it. But certainly, certainly pills. Look at our show for good. Look at us. Damn right. So good. There's also a recall on animal crackers right now. Don't eat those. And I'm sure there's some lettuce somewhere that has E. coli. Wendy's. From Wendy's. Mm-hmm. So don't eat that either. Nope. Cigarettes. Anything else? Cigs. Still good. There's more vaxes coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not fucking getting it to tell you that much. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm done, I'm done that Is there really life. more? Yeah, there's another one just got approved. Okay. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> Let's go to Garrett. Hey, I'm. Yep. Now and forever. Oh, Hell yeah. Man. Breakthrough case. Facts by God. That's right. It was a breakthrough case. I got a call from somebody, uh, some of the networks back whenever I had 104 and a half degree fever and I did the show. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you do. Dogs. Show on. Yeah. This show must go on. Great. I was only on for five, ten minutes. I was terrible and miserable, and it was very <laughs> uncomfortable. Uh, I guess it was like a year ago this time uh, or whatever. So I did the show, and then a lot of people were talking about it and sending me well wishes, which was very nice. I guess I certainly should have went to the hospital because I guess I was only a couple degrees away from brain dead yeah. or whatever. Very close. So then, um, which, you know, wouldn't have been bad, maybe. You just kill this thing off. No, remember, we don't want to die. Yeah, but think, yeah, but if, I'm not dead, right? If you I'm, definitely don't want to be a veg. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty good napper, but um, yeah, there was a couple different networks that wanted me to come on and talk about being a breakthrough case and all this. And I was like, I don't know if I want to be the face of this. All right, so I'm gonna stop. But that was a problem. That was bad. Like you mm-hmm. broke through and beat it. That was one niner. That yeah, was the original one niner. <laughs> that was the original one niner. I got that thing. A lot of information coming out about that shit now. Yeah, a ton. Yeah, I mean, usually you know, fucking takes time. You know, get some, gather some Nobody's research, changing gather their mind, some numbers. Sure but, that you know. I think people will change their mind. If I they, don't. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. Because I follow. I'm very lucky that I follow people from, you know, far right. Whole mm-hmm. spectrum. All the way to far left. It's, uh, it's a tactic I think more people should do. Yeah. Because you will realize quickly that, much like what AJ said, you're not going to be able to convince this person to agree with what you're yelling about. Because... Just as passionate as you feel and the facts that you feel are on your side, so, believe it or not, somehow, some way, they have the exact same thing. The facts are somehow on their side, the complete opposite. They have people that are professionals telling them that their facts are right and they have the same talking points and it's going to be a fight forever. It is just going to be a fight forever and I think it's nice to kind of see what pisses everybody off and how everybody feels and why everybody feels the way they feel. I think I'm very fortunate for that. I don't know enough about it to talk about it, but I do like understanding that, oh yeah, this same issue, goddamn, and goddamn. I mean, this is, there's no change in either of these people in the same world. So it is nice to, I think with this whole, what's being released, I think there's, I'm seeing a lot more people on, I see. I think so. I think it. Okay. I, I think it is potentially going to become something. Let's hope. I think. Okay. 
What if they create something that saves us all? You think that everybody will go ahead and jump on? Well, it what do you mean? Save, save us, us from what? Yeah, it might save us all for a little bit. Just life, just in general. Hey, Here, we'll give you a shot. You guys live forever? That's going to create a lot of problems. I don't think so. I'm, whatever, give me it. If that happens. You, but you want everybody, you tell me everyone, nobody's Massive dying anymore? Food shortage. What are you talking about? Food line. Nah, yeah, I don't know. If we can live forever, let's do it, AJ. Come yeah, on, okay. everybody gets Yeah, I plan on, you know, I already plan on that, but I'm saying if everybody lives forever, that's going to be pretty crowded. Yeah, you're gonna reproduce yeah. a lot. You have to take your pick when it comes to that. Well, who gets to do that? <laughs> not me. I'm not saying it's me. <laughs> well, I'm sure just saying like you're thinking that. Someone, someone's Foul taking their pick. We'll All right, we are probably not on anybody's list if they were to have to do that because no. of how ignorant we are to so many things. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, we've displayed that in the conversations today, yesterday, and all the days leading up to today that have gotten you to watch this show for some reason, and we appreciate you for doing as such. One thing that we are definitely without knowledge of is the NFT world. No idea. We have tried. NFTs have come into the world, not only just outside, but also in the world of sport. While we've been live on the air every single day, they've kind of got introduced and kind of hit the ground running. I, because my brain is dumb, have not been able to understand what the fuck it is just yet or how or why it's going to continue to have success. Now, we can say with confirmation, the NFL has teamed up with a company and they are creating their own NFTs. So if the NFL that has 31 billionaires running it with the biggest minds of all time to create the biggest league in the history of the earth, an absolute cash cow, if they think it's good and real in the future, maybe we should think the same damn thing. Okay. Joining us now is the Senior Vice President of Marketing for Dapper Labs. Uh, he obviously is from the company that created NFL All Day, which is the NFL's NFTs. Moments are dropping tomorrow, I believe, okay. that you can get if you go sign up. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Feldman. Yeah! Dave. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. Dave, thanks for joining us, pal. I know Dapper Labs has been an innovator in this space for the MLB, I believe, the NBA, now getting a deal with the NFL. How does that process work? Who do you talk with over there? Does Roger Goodell say, now that I watch NFL football in my brown recliner here with my peanut M&Ms, can you explain NFT? How does that whole relationship get started, do you think, Dave? And thank you for joining us. No, thanks so much for having me. And look, um, you know, we've been in NFT space for, for quite some time. And we caught lightning in a bottle with NBA Top Shot a couple of years ago. And um, the NFL has been an amazing partner. That I think they wanted to really be future forward. I actually worked at the NFL for seven years prior to joining Dapper. Okay. Where I'm actually currently Ooh. also the uh, GM of NFL all day. So I think the NFL is always trying to be at the cutting edge of things. Uh, NFTs are here. They're here to stay in NFL all day. We just launched two weeks ago. Huge pack drop tomorrow. So, yeah, uh, a lot going on in this space. Dave, uh, can you speak to me like I am my 65-year-old dad and don't know anything about the Internet or NFTs? What exactly are you guys presenting as an opportunity? Yeah, so with NFL All Day, you can own digital collectibles. So these are the best moments in NFL history. So this upcoming pack drop, you can own and buy in this pack the Odell Beckham one-handed catch. What? Whoa. The Minneapolis miracle with Stefan Diggs. What? The Richard Sherman tip against Crabtree in the NFC Championship game. What? The miracle at the Metal Lounge part, part two with Deshaun Jackson and so many Megatrons in there. Chad Ochocinco's in there. Uh, it's only a matter of time before we have McAfee and AJ Hawk in there. Ooh, so th no, this is sorry, have to negotiate. This, like, we are bringing the best example of history where you can own it and, and it's certified, certifiably yours, and you can buy it and trade it on a marketplace. We have a very high volume market trace uh, marketplace. So think of it as like new age 
better trading cards where, where you can own, buy, and sell these things uh, on a 24-hour scale. Are the players getting any benefit from this or just the league? Who, who gives the rights here? So the Odell Beckham catch, how many of them are going out for sale? How do you know those aren't being repeated or copied or scanned anywhere else? And how much money does Odell make from that, any at all? Wow, Pat, a lot of questions. I'll try to remember them. Um, well, so, yeah, fucking, players. I mean, you're, the fa- you're the face of NFTs for me right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dave, you're the face of NFTs hey, for me right now. NFT. Let's go. Get on this back. We'll, we'll get there. NFT um, so, so, yeah, players get a cut. We have a, we, just as we have a deal with the NFL, we have a deal with the NFL PA. So the PA are huge partners of ours, and we're so glad to, to, to be partnering with them. Um, and so this Odell moment is actually an incredibly special moment. So all of our moments, I don't want to get too technical, but they have different degrees of rarity. So some you can get a lot more common and some are incredibly rare to get. The Odell catch, as you can imagine, this is one of the most iconic catches in NFL history. We wanted to make this super rare. So we've only done this once before. This is the second time we're doing it. The Odell catch, we're only minting to 10. And uh, so there's only going to be 10 of them in existence. And because of the blockchain, don't want to get too technical, but because NFTs, you can't replicate them. They're certifiably yours. Like that's part of the beauty of what NFTs can do for you. There's, there's no, there's no, um, there's no uh, like counterfeiting NFTs along those lines. They're, they're, they're just certifiably yours on the blockchain. You can't, they're undeniable in that regard. So there's only 10 Odells. If you pull one, it'll be an incredible pull. It'll be, uh, you'll be making history. Uh, we've only done it once before. We had the Brett Favre. Uh, we partnered with Brett Favre where we had his iconic Monday Night Football uh, the day after his father passed away. Uh, that, that was a huge pack drop we had over this offseason. So the Odell is joining really elite company for his iconic catch. So the, thank you for all this information, by the way. So the catch, and there's only 10 of them, the value of it is however much others will pay for it, right? So what is the goal of the entire thing? To get as many people as possible on NFL all day, and then hopefully your marketplace gets bigger? Because what if the NFL makes a deal with somebody else, and they are the ones that own the rights to the OBJ catch, and maybe there's 10 more somewhere else? Like, how do you, how do you judge that, and who controls what the price of it does? Yeah, so, so we are exclusive partners with the NFL as far as uh, like highlight-based collectibles go, so that, that's not a concern. Oh, that's um, okay. Congrats. As, oh, thank you. Thank no you. Problem. Appreciate good, that. Dave, um, and look, uh, all I can say is the Brett Favre moment sold on our marketplace for over $44,000. Um, and so we think that uh, you know, we're really excited for Odell to, to kind of join Brett and, and uh, you know, be one of the ultimate tier moments on our platform. Dave, I don't want to sound like a noob or a stooge, but there's been a lot of NFTs that have sold for a lot of money over the last year. And then you look at them now and they're not even worth like what the password is to get in and find it. You know, <laughs> Why do you think this is going to be a success? Because the NFL is just going to continue to grow and more people are going to get in the space. Is that what the whole goal like- is? I mean, like, I think it's easy to throw shade at something that people don't fully wrap their heads around yet. Like, we're new. We're a new technology, right? I mean, you mentioned the, the Brian Gumble clip last week. You, if you Google Bill Gates on David Letterman, you'll ha- see them talking about the Internet in a really funny way. This is early days, and we totally understand that. But we are partnered with the biggest brand in the world, outside of For the Brand, but the biggest brand in the world with uh-huh. the NFL. Yeah. And we uh, we're here to stay. And, you know, uh, not only, obviously, there's some some monetary aspects of the marketplace, but we also can bring you closer to the game like no one can before. And what I mean by that is, like when you own a trading card, you know, sure you can buy it, you can sell it, but your, your, your emotional um, engagement with it kind of ends there. But with NFTs and with NFL all day, we can actually give you utility and experiences, like that money can't buy experiences that you can't get elsewhere. So what I mean by that is, you know, we had uh, a pack drop a few months ago where we had a bunch of rookie moments in there, you know, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Matt Jones, uh, Mark Chase, some of the best rookies from last year. 
And we were able to, because we know who owns what because of the blockchain, we were able to bring some of our biggest rookie card hold, rookie moment holders to the NFL draft this past couple months ago, where sure they got, you know, they got to go to the draft, cool experience, they got to have, you know, get wine and dine, big dinner, but they actually got to go on stage just like Pat McAfee oh. and make picks, announce picks uh, for their favorite teams. So we can, you know, as partners with the league, as partners with, you know, we have announced a big partners with the LA Rams. Um, we have tons of partnerships with great players. We can provide, we can show all these different aspects of the league, you know, league players um, and, and clubs, who their biggest collectors are. How do they want to reward them? We can reward them for you. And so we can really build an amazing, um, like, uh, a relationship database. between this that, that brings it all together and give fans money can't buy experiences. Well, to your point about database and you saying you know who buys these things, I thought the blockchain was built so nobody knew anything about it. No, but the, the NFL all day, we had, you know, just, you know, there's, you have your own username. So, you know, we, not, we, not, we, may, we may not know your exact name or something like that, but Got we it. have your email address. We can email you, contact you, be like, hey, you just won this amazing trip. You just won this amazing signed autograph, whatever it might be. And so really kind of bringing experiences and close, getting our collectors close to the game is a key value proposition that our product can do that literally no one else can. So it's like a raffle, too, almost. Every single time you get in there, it's a raffle, which trading cards never had in the past, right? It can be a raffle or it can be earned, right? And in theory, if, if we know who owns the most uh, Pat McAfee collectibles on our platform, so, we, you know, hey, you, uh, collector number one, you get this special prize. That's an example, but, like, you know, we, we, we can cut this in several different layers. Um, now... People like me control the market, right? Don't we? What do you mean by that? Just good pub controls the market for every NFT, every crypto. Isn't that kind of like somebody can, I don't want to say, I won't say the two words, okay? Because those are slanderous and rude. Mm -hmm. But I can, or people that have access to a large platform can really run up the total on something, right? In this new space here, NFTs, crypto and everything. And then they can do the opposite as well, can't they? Or is that is the NFL all day thing something that is immune to that type of shit that others in the past have maybe had to fall victim to? I mean, look, I think there's gonna be bad behavior on any type of marketplace out there. You see weird stuff that happens on eBay or on any other type of you know stuff where crypto transactions happen. But the beauty is that we have a frictionless 24/7 hour 24/7 marketplace. And we know, you know, there's certain things called KYC where you can know your customer, so you actually can identify them and, you know, once you start making certain purchases, we need to get a little deeper to ensure that there's really safe measures that we can take to uh, kind of um, remove that type of nefarious actions from our platform. Oh. So I think it's a it's a very safe place to be uh, buying and selling on, on our marketplace, and um, we have an amazing community uh, on our on our marketplace. Over three hundred thousand people sign up for our product, so so we're feeling really good. Congratulations, UKYC, yeah. UKYC. Go ahead, AJ. So you mentioned you released uh, ten of those Odell Beckham catches. What's to stop you or say a company down the line of saying, okay, hey, these ten went well. Let's put thirty more out and kind of dilute the rest of them. Well. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose we could, but I think it's not to our advantage to do that. So much of what we do is building trust with our community. And once you kind of uh, crush that trust, you can't really get it back. And so I think if we were to do something like that, it would completely cripple our entire relationship with our customers. And uh, there'd be that aspect. But the other part is because, again, from the blockchain, we would be able to identify which 10, if we wanted to go down this route, which we absolutely never would, which 10 were the first 10? And I think those would always be valued in a different light than whichever ones might be repeatable down the line. Who are they valued to in a different light? To you guys or to the people that will be buying in the marketplace? Because you guys are making money off the sell right now. And then once it's owned by somebody, what is it, just transactional you guys get paid? How do you continue to generate cash after you guys have given away everything? 
Yeah, so, I mean, obviously we sell packs. Uh, so the, our big pack drop tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern. Hey, uh, let's that, go! That, there we go. There we go. Uh, so we have big pack drop, 2 p.m. Eastern. Again, that's the Odell, Richard Sherman, uh, Minneapolis Miracle, and so forth. Uh, that's that's one way that that uh, our revenue comes, and then also, yeah, I mean, we have a very liquid marketplace where where there's tons of transactions that happen. We take a very small cut of those transactions as well. What an interesting business, huh? You guys feel like you're trailblazers right now. Feel like there's a lot of pressure of the world on your shoulders. Um, it's a fun time to be here, and I, it's really a great place to be. Um, you know, after coming from the league for seven years, uh, for this to be my first foray into this type of new age space has been an incredible experience, and um, there's just so much opportunity, right? Like I think. Everyone really loves the NFL in such a meaningful way. We can bring these incredible highlights that everyone has such amazing... Hey, are these late, Dave? Dave, are you late with this? Am I late? Oh, we're just beginning, Pat. We're just beginning. <laughs> are you? Oh, I mean, think of the conversation we just had of what I had to explain of what this is. I mean, oh, you're telling so me early. to zoom out. You're telling me yeah. to zoom out a little bit. Zoom oh. out, man. This is all cyclical. Everything happens in, in different phases, but um, we, we, we're so excited, and we know... There's such an amazing archive in NFL history to tap from. And also, you know, with the season starting, we'll be creating moments of upcoming, you know, plays that just happen. So if Pat Mahomes throws seven touchdowns in the game, the next day we can create a, a, a moment to commemorate that and, and give to our collectors in a meaningful way. Oh, sick. so you have 300,000 collectors right now in the marketplace. How do they sign up and how do they download? We, that, that's how many we have signed up. We have a little less than that that's actually in the marketplace. But yeah, just come to NFLallday.com, sign up, big pack drop tomorrow, um, and exciting times. Okay, so you feel really good about it, Dave. I mean, Odell Beckham, Richard Sherman, uh, the Minneapolis Miracle, Miracle at the Meadowlands, uh, Megatron, Chad Ochocinco. What? What, what more do you need? What? Dave, how come Music everybody in your world, in your, your space, is so gung-ho about this? You, you guys honestly believe that this is the wave of the future, right? And if not you, then who? I mean, look, I think... Similar to what I was saying about the internet, I came even at the NFL, I oversaw our social media department. I built the, that built the team. I, I was in social media for, for seven years uh, at the league, and before that, I actually ran social media for Major League Baseball. And so it's a very similar feeling that I see right now, where like when I was starting, and I was telling my friends, my parents, my in-laws, whatever, I'm doing social media for Major League Baseball, I'm doing social media for the NFL. Everyone's like, what the hell is Twitter? What the hell is, like, what are you doing with your life? And there's a lot of similar, like, just lack of full, appreciation understanding it, lack of like fully breaking through of, of, from like a pure education understanding that hasn't, you know, we haven't crossed the chasm yet, but like the, the, the tones and the, the perspectives are very similar. And I feel like I've kind of seen this, this play before and, I, and, I, and I'm really excited to kind of be, be going on this new journey here. 40, uh, by the way, that's awesome. Congratulations on all the success. $40,000 though, $15,000, that's potentially like crippling to people that get into this space, you know? So I think that is why it's a little bit different than running social medias for people, you know? I mean, look, I, I think that that's also an amazing opportunity. You're buying a pack for $84 that can be sold for $40,000. I mean, See, that's, that's, that's what the, So that's the thing, right? That's the opposite side of it. That's what everybody's hoping is they buy cheap and then they're able to sell at some point. Is that kind of the goal of every no, collector? I mean, like we, uh, the goal is like we have an collectible and so you know like even the monetary aspect aside there's t there are tons of people out there who just love the fact that okay i can own this incredible moment of my favorite team's history like there's the real sports fan uh rooted uh, you know a uh, part of that that that's a, that's core to everything that we do the monetary aspects of it are kind of secondary it's first like are you an nfl fan you know i, I can resonate I'm a, I'm a huge giants fan i'm a huge odell beckham fan i can now own this catch i'm a huge minnesota vikings fan i can own the greatest moment in vikings history of the minneapolis miracle 
So I think like, look, this is a football product. We are here to engage with football fans and we can deliver them something that literally hasn't happened before. So do you shoot them to like, because a lot of people have collectibles that hang them up in their office or whatever. And this is, once again, this will be shown 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now. And me and AJ will look like the doofuses. And by the way, in real life, we are that. <laughs> so just to legitimize that. Do you shoot those onto like, um, what are those little picture frames that have oh, the, yeah, the uh, LEDs. like the LED picture mm -hmm. frames? That why do you think people metaphors. would want to collect these so much just so they could say so, they have it in I their mean, phone? There are like third parties that like do provide something like that where you can like infinite objects and other things where you can actually put them on a you know on, on your wall or whatnot. But what I would ask you, Pat, is how many people do you actually invite into your home to look at your art or whatever hanging on the wall? Tens of people, hundreds of people. I like mean, what? What? I mean, there is. Like 40,000 people watching every day live here. No, inside your house, like inside your actual home. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting thing because with okay, photos so of so shit. Not a lot, right? Maybe 10, maybe 1,000. You're a popular guy. Maybe 10,000 people you have. Maybe you throw a rager at your house. But with, when you have digital ownership of something, given social platforms out there, you can broadcast your ownership to millions of people in an incredibly efficient manner. Like you can show, I definitively own this, and I can brag about it or show, it, show, you know, show off my amazing collection to everyone. We just integrated with Instagram, where you can show your collection on, on Instagram, on Facebook. And so the, the social platforms are amazing partners of ours. And now you can broadcast your ownership to everyone. Oh, that's all. I can take a picture, though, of the shit I got right and post on there, or you're saying it'll be different? No, in order to connect with, with, on, with on Instagram and Facebook, you actually have to certifiably own it. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Okay. So what is it when I say I buy one of these, say I, or I get a pack, I open the Odell, what does it look like on my phone? Is there do I use your app? What do I? How do I yeah, access guys, all? Yeah, we sent you some packs. Do you have? Do you have? Uh, I think you have an account, Pat. You can you can open them up. Yeah, I believe we're Come plugged on. in in the back. I think so. Ravel collects stuff. Oh, here we Ooh. go. Here we go. Okay, wow. so yeah, I mean these are amazing packs. The Super Bowl pack. You're guaranteed one moment from this past Super Bowl. So you know it might be you know a, a Billy Jean flipping uh, you know, yeah. back in moment or whatnot. Maybe I get maybe I get my money back from that coin toss. Yeah, yeah. Stafford yeah. no look pass. Yeah. Let's open up some packs. And then what's this one? Premium. What's this from? The next one. Yeah, so there. that's a week 17 pack. We had some amazing Patrick Mahomes play in there. A big Ben is his moment on, on the yes. platform. Trey Lance from our face. I'm in. What if it's him doing the tractor another round? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's what we're talking about. And then this, so these are all just from last season here, these three packs? Yeah, those are you know, three of our most popular packs from last year. So you can open it up and open up a Super Bowl pack and see what you get. Okay, Here let's do go. that. Dave, I appreciate you guys doing this, by the way, and explaining okay. to us what the fuck it is. So this of is course. how this whole thing works. This is yeah. my, this, I own this. Yep, so just uh, I think you just connect. I don't know what's going on here. Yep, I think you're good. I obviously signed up for this. Here we yep. go. Here we go. Wow. Come is on. there music? Guys, the, nothing beats the pack of... Oh, my God, Dave. Dave, I'm about to go 6 to midnight if this thing flips over. Let's it's go, baby. Good. I have no idea what this is worth or what it will be worth, but ladies and gentlemen, it's time to open a pack from Super Bowl 50... Four? Four. Six. <laughs> six. Eight. Six. The one in Los Angeles where the Rams won. Mm-hmm. The suspense is killing me. Oh, my God, AJ. Give me the moment. Please. Give me the moment. How many of these are we opening? I think there's three packs. says this can take up to 10 minutes at the bottom. Flip that. Shake that. Let's go. What does that mean? All right, here we go. 
We're going. Here we go. What do we, what do we get? Here we go. Here we go. We're going. Special one's gonna be the Super Bowl one. Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson, dude. There we go. Pancake. Okay. Oh, touchdown! Oh, oh, touchdown. Tiny. I don't know if that's from the Super Bowl, but no. I mean, what a play! So pretty sick. So one of these will be from the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. I got Lane Johnson scoring a touch. I own that forever. Yes. Friends yep. with Lane. Hey, good luck getting that out of my fucking paws, Lane. Oh, here it is. Ooh, here it is. One. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon throwing it. Ooh. God, that happened. What a ball. Oh. And then old cuz comes out in flip flops, right? Yeah. Double yeah. pad. Do I have old cuz uh, coming out in flip flops? <laughs> that I don't know. But I mean, that's an amazing. Like, Joe Mixon, come on. With, with, that's with 10 grand. Question. Since you have NFL rights, do you already have all these NFTs? Uh, I do not. No, I think he was asking win. me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Because I own that footage rights. You do. For this upcoming season. But I don't own that particular play. I have that play as a. As NFT a as a clip as a collectible. Yes. Fucking right. That's exactly. super cool. Here we go. What else do we got in here? How Come many on. more in here? This is fun. Ooh. Okay. A little Tyson Campbell. Of course. This is a good one. Yes. Tyson Campbell's a fucking uh, dog, give me that. dude. Oh, there we go. Ooh, good pick. That's how you jump rods. And that's how you showcase toughness. That was on Dougie Mills, though. I like Doug. I'm gonna have to sell yeah. it. Hey, this one's this for one. sale. Delete Dave. this one. Dave, you want that one? <laughs> Dave, Dave, five grand. That Does one. Right? How much it's worth? Right. Ooh. Who's it? Oh, all right. Marcus Valdez. Oh, MVS. No longer a member yeah. of the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers and he connected Ooh, well nice. for the win. There we go. What a play, huh? What a dart. What a celebration. Get off me. See ya. Terrible throw See. by a terrible guy. Todd. <laughs> what a touchdown there. Jeez Louise. Is that all of them? So those, no, you got two no, more packs. Two other packs. Oh, we'll do that off air. Yeah, okay. We'll do that off air. That wasn't on. That was yeah. awesome. Congrats, that was sweet. That was electrifying. I'm an owner. You got the you mixing touchdown go. throw. Wait till I go dancing in that marketplace, just holding yeah. Lane Johnson's <laughs> touchdown <laughs> over everybody's. Sorry about it, Philly. Sorry. I'm the owner of this it's fucking bad. thing. Yeah. How many Pat, people? I'll let you know. We do have punters available on the marketplace. So we, we have some of the biggest punters in the league. We have, you know, Logan Cook punt in there, or Riley Dixon. Jump punt. on that, man. Zoltan Mesco. Yeah, yeah, we're, 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 we're for the brand. I respect. Are you paying them or no? Everyone here gets a cut. All the players are, are part of our partners as part of the PA. All right, I'm sure the PA is looking out for him. Yeah. I'm sure they're doing good deals. Hey, Dave, I appreciate the hell out of you, man. I feel educated, and thank you for the gift. I can't wait to dive into the marketplace and just see, you know, what's out there. Average price of one of these? Do you uh, could you project? Uh, from the pack that you pulled, honestly, I don't go to the marketplace and have some fun. Go, go. No, I'm out. saying in the marketplace, not just my. But if I wanted to go have a good time, what are some things I could buy? Like one buck you know, all the, the way the, up to. The beauty that we have is that we have different tiers, right? We have common, we have rare, we have a legendary, and we have ultimate. All of them at different price points. So some might be five dollars, some might be a hundred dollars, some might be a thousand dollars, and so forth. So really, whatever your flavor is, uh, go in there and go have some fun. Sorry about it. I got an ultimate Lane Johnson, Todd. So yeah, it was diesel. Uh, I don't know. Does it tell me if it's an ultimate or not immediately? I think it was like 10,000 of them. Yeah. So it's common. Yeah. yeah, common. But it's ultimate to you, so. Oh, I exactly. can't see a screen. Why is everybody in doing it? In the eye of the beholder. Yeah, I only need one. Exactly. That's right. only need one. I guess only I got four one. more. Let's do it. Let's open four more, yes, Dave. Yes, let's go. See if we can get any yeah. ultimates in there. Oh, Come go. on, boys. This is oh, Premium oh, Series oh, 1, oh, Week oh, 17. Oh, Give me Big Ben. OBJ. Give me Big Ben. Oh, Ooh, oh, Derek Ryan. Oh, this is awesome. Go. Let's go. Sex. Hey, is that on? Oh, on Taysom Hill. Oh, like that, Close Sorry line. about it, Taysom wow. Hill. I think that was the only game where he like uh, set on his fourth step and threw a pass. Was yeah, I tried that to. Was the one. <laughs> Fucking not with Mr. Brown. This one feels like a good one. Quick review. Yeah, we Mr. Brown's Quick review. 
Ooh. Atlanta Falcons oh, here. Kyle Pitts. Pitts. Oh. oh. This is a rare, rare, so rare one. Rare. rare. My shit is rare in the that air over oh, there. Hey, so hold on. Hold on, Dave. Kyle Pitts goes on to be a Hall of Famer like everybody's saying. I hold on to this 10, 15 years. This thing's worth fucking triple the price, right? This is a long-term investment. Who's to say what it's worth? But, I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty great moment to have. I mean, come on. Oh, and Micah Oh, man. Oh, Micah. We that's like. a rare moment. That's an amazing pull. That's uh, a really great. Let's pull. Go. Thank you. Holy thank shit! You. Thank you. Here we go. You fucking oh, did it, dude. Let's go. Better than Zion Ooh. one, you bud. Oh, okay. Uh, AJ Terrell, same game. Uh, Zion one's gonna oh. make money. Sorry, mm. sorry, Josh. That's a pig. Give me that. People love AJ Terrell. Huh? <laughs> yeah. This one. What's it say? He could go on to be all the favorite. It's a common. What's it say? Common. Oh, it's common. Come For now. For now. Seven for now. It's gonna be tough to get two rares. It's a Josh Allen ball to AJ Terrell. It could be great care. Controls the collections here. You guys are picking and choosing. Like, if I get a good one on a scratch off, for instance, if I win on line one, I know I'm not going to win on any of the other lines. Is that your totally thing? randomized AI? Hmm. Lambda? Is it AI? Mm -hmm. Gary V? Let's see what, what's the last one. Sweet Blake? <laughs> if we open up Sweet Blake. Oh, yeah. oh, so, okay, so in addition to having Same. player moments, we also have very uh, unique team moments. So when a team makes an Thomas amazing play, together, with a great you, get a, you get an Atlanta Falcons moment. So this oh! Oh, how is that coming? Alley oop from Thomas Morstead. That is not common. Not yeah, common at all. Awesome. Touchdown on a punt? I can't believe I fucking got this. Let's go, baby. Hey, thank you, Dave. You guys kind of disrespected it by saying it's common. This is fucking ultimate rare, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank you so much, right. NFL All Day. Guys, thank you. Really appreciate it. Hey, you did it. You, you did a great job explaining it to us. We appreciate that. Good luck with everything. We assume you're going to soar heights that have never been seen before. 2 p.m. Eastern tomorrow at NFLAllDay.com. That's right. Sign up now. Sign up now. All right. We appreciate you. Dave Feldman. Yeah, Dave. All right. Thought we were going to get Big Boom. I got a fucking rare. Yeah, that Pitts play is yeah. diesel. Yeah. Well, there's a punt for a touchdown. Yeah, but so. that's just common. Yeah, so. but if I – but I think with those – and I don't want to – Listen, I understand he says the nefarious activities he's trying to sure, run sure. out. Mm -hmm. But if I talk that thing up for like the next two years, I think I'm that a part of the because it is it's a touchdown on a punt in an NFL game, best play in football. Yeah, you've been saying for a long time that that was the best punt from last year all around. So probably in the history mm -hmm. of the game, mm -hmm. yeah. if I had to guess. So if I keep saying that, right, inevitably, mm -hmm. hopefully, somebody. Yep. That thing goes right yeah, up. I'll trade you for it. I'm going to get on there and buy some and try to flip them like Gary Vee. Yeah, you kidding cash. me? I'm going to take my fucking daughter's college fund and go buy that Brett Favre one. 44K <laughs> yes. right I don't like now. Doing it after the show. Uh, are you kidding he, me? He's Weak. stealing Gary's acronyms, and I do not like that. Which one? Right. KYC. Gary fucking says KYC one? every day. Now your clearance. Last week when I bought the uh, slimy salamander and the uh, macho uh, manta ray, fucking Gary was like, I KYC. I knew you'd get that. Well, and Gary yeah. does say KYC, kill your children. Think about it. Put your life in perspective. Yeah. That's what he said. That, that was your grandma. That got taken out of context. It did. Kinda, not really. Right. He did say that. What did he say, Con? No, no, we got to move on. We got to get out of here. Uh, Darius, congrats on all the success. Appreciate yeah, it. Can't wait for the season alongside you. Can't wait to watch on ESPN. ESPN. You're going to be awesome on there, D Butt, for real. You Appreciate are. you, AJ. Yeah. Hey, for real. You oh, are going to be awesome. Yeah, be AJ, good luck on game day this weekend. Talks yep. the table. I touched <laughs> me at Boston Connor. Telling Diggs you're the best boys in the back. And big thanks to the NFL all day. Yeah. Pumped. And everybody that Fuck felt em. the beat. 
And I'm a- signing up. I'll trade with you. I only said you and AJ. Again. He said, "Fuck me." Yeah, so D Butt did whisper to him like, "Fuck this guy." <laughs> while, while, while he was on. So yeah. Yeah. Now my guy, work, my guy uh, Hayes Grooms actually works for that company, so it's gonna do well. Do yeah. yeah. Tomorrow, two p.m. All right. See you, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully, the show will be better. Goodbye. <laughs>